22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Hey, Ralph, I have a question for you. Shoot. Can you hear me? Uh, what? Can you? Uh, okay. I'll, <laughs> uh, he, fucking Ralph ruined my joke. <laughs> I was going to talk about him thinking he was deaf in one ear. <laughs> this was before the show, ladies and gentlemen. So, Oh, Ralph, Ralph the spoiler once again. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 43. Oh, we're coming close to your age, Mike. <laughs> if you reversed that and then took off about 10, you'd be at my age. Yeah, so 34 at- minus 10 is 24. And you're a year older. Wait, <laughs> hold on, no, no, that can't be right. Isn't it like negative six? Um, it's sort of negative six. Yeah. That that's theater math <laughs> for people who go to theater. They don't do math. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, the Cap, here with the guy who always gets his age wrong, Mike, the finance guy. Thou pragging, open arsed, babbling gossip. Okay, I, I have a suggestion for you, Mike. If you're gonna do that, you need to have the translations because I'm not gonna look it up. And because I, I, I want to know if, I'm, if you're insulting me, I want to know. You you were being insulted. Okay. <laughs> well, then I feel better now. <laughs> and the guy who always has something technical to say, Ralph the Tech. You know what kind of guy I am? I'm the kind of guy that waits one second before the microwave stops so I can feel like a bomb diffuser. Oh. <laughs> I bet you Kevin does that. <laughs> Shout out to Big Kev. He's like, I Jack Bowered it. <laughs> and you know he's yelling to himself, Chloe, not now. Not now, Chloe. <laughs> Yo, not now, Chloe. <laughs> the microwave dinner's not done, Chloe. Damn it. <laughs> Shout out to Big Kev. Yo, but there's a lot of things going on for a couple of weeks, and it's funny, a lot of things start happening. Before we go to our favorite part, the quick news, I just wanted to say um, Comic-Con is four or five days away wait what? it starts it starts on thursday technically yeah, true. yeah true. so yeah. it's like four to five days depending on i was thinking it was actually another week that's why i'm like no it's like a weekend no, 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 like, no, 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 no that's right it's today's thursday's, thursday's the lame day sorry All for right. people who have lame tickets <laughs> <laughs> well dude they're still selling it on the on the um comic-con site they're the only ones that haven't been sold out they're Nobody trying to give those on. away it's because i mean you have to like unless you are unemployed or just right. that much of a nerd you have to stop working to go on Thursday. It's just not a reason to go. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny hearing Mike saying, if you're not that much of a nerd, and talking to us three. <laughs> I'm like, damn, we're not nerd enough? Holy shit. I'm nerd, I'm nerd enough not to go on Thursday. If someone gave me the ticket, I'll be like, fuck it, I'll go. <laughs> My thing is, they need to offer like an incentive with that ticket. Buy a Thursday ticket and win a free time with a um, cosplay girl. Oh, <laughs> See, I'm there. Or a cosplay guy. <laughs> Either way. But, 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 really? But, Precious Storm? Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, we forgot about those other <laughs> cosplay people. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> and Mike starts off with a bang or a bell, actually. <laughs> Precious storm. <laughs> but I'm very excited. How are you guys feeling about this? And even though I got jerked around with the money and you guys got yours on time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited at the same time. I think we were talking once before. I'm just... I'm just not happy with the whole situation with Comic-Con when it comes down to being able to catch like those really killer panels. Yeah. You know, I mean, just like, you know, I don't think I'll ever see The Walking Dead. <laughs> you know, like ever, ever. ever. I'm, I'm telling you guys, one word. What's that? Tank. <laughs> I think if a tank came crashing in there, they might just stop the panel, stop the entire fucking all right, Comic-Con. All right, all right, two words. Mini tank. Ah. <laughs> how about if we just dressed up a tank like a Dalek? <laughs> Nobody would notice. Oh. <laughs> it's a camouflage Dalek, and of course, I don't know about that shit because I don't watch Doctor Who. But okay. Exterminate. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right, we got a lot of things to do, a little bit of time, so let's start right off with a bang. Let's go with the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy. 
and we're off and cut. Ooh, we got quick news. Uh, it's not that quick, but I got news. <laughs> Long-winded news. That's what we should call it now. Hey, you make me wait two weeks, you get two weeks worth of news. This, this is true. This you is know, like true. The, the song that never ends? Don't sing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quick news. As long as you don't sing. Burr, 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 burr. Okay. <laughs> Let me just go to the uh, right cut right now to the guitar solo of Inagata Gavita. Oh. <laughs> And it's still going. (laughs) So anyhow, Fox wanted to know how to get underage boys into a dark room. So perhaps it's no coincidence they officially got Brian Singer back as director for X-Men Apocalypse. Uh. (laughs) Yes, we all remember that lawsuit that's still out there. Oh, I was about to say, but didn't they already made that official? But then you're like, oh, but I forgot. No, the yeah, they had, yeah, right. It was doing it, but they've now officially. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, um, X Men Apocalypse takes place in the 1980s, which is going to be a decade after the Days of Future uh, Past events. And according to Hollywood Trade, uh, the time travel events of Days and the rise of um, and Sabin Nur are related. Really? Yeah. So they're doing something, I guess, with that. So it's leading to a seamless next step in the story. Um, there's been a quote from a deadline, another one of those reporting agencies, that, quote, the altering of time has unleashed a new and uniquely powerful enemy. Charles, James McAvoy, Eric Magneto, um, I'm sorry, Magneto, Ma- uh, Michael Fassbender, Raven, Wolverine, and uh, the Beast are joined by young Cyclops, Storm, and Jean, as well as some other X-Men. They must fight their formidable foe. He's an ancient, unrelenting force. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Determined to cause an apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm very, very excited for this because now you're going to add a couple of more characters. Right. Um, and especially the way that Brian Singer, as young boy loving he is, he can direct the movie very well. Right. Except as X-Men 1 because Mike will tell you he hates X-Men 1. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I'm very that. excited to, hear, to, to see this next installment. But I heard this is like the part, they're doing it as a trilogy and this is the last part. Oh, really? I hadn't heard that part. I, I oh, heard, wow. Somebody was saying that... Well, wait, you know, how is this the trilogy? Because, I mean, he didn't do first class. first class. But he was though. producing it, so he counts oh, okay. as part so of that. So he's counting They're, they're counting oh, as part of that universe, yeah. Because he produced it, and the other guy directed it, and then for the last movie, they flipped roles. Right. He, oh, I'm very surprised that they so, would count that, though. So it's a tag team? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Uh, so many dirty thoughts here. <laughs> I, right I can't even verbalize it. Okay, Mike, what, what else you got? That's Thanks for what the cap was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that was the preemptive bell. <laughs> All right, Mike, what else you got there? Walking Dead update. Yes. Did Daryl have granny sex with Carol? Oh, God. What? <laughs> what? I'm choked on water right there. <laughs> nope. You know why? Why? Because Daryl is gay. In fact, he's prison gay. What? Uh, Norman Reedus quotes, I remember Frank Dorabon after the first season we were at a party in L.A. He said, I've got an idea for Daryl. He's gay. Would you be interested in that? I was like, let me hear you out. And then he said, well, he's prison gay. Like, you'll catch him looking at a member of the same sex, but if you mention it to him, he'll just stab you and be like, what the fuck? Uh, he'll, he'll just never admit it. Um, so the, uh, Rita says, he, he goes, well, that blows my mind. Let's do it. And he said, I knew I hired you for a reason. Wow. So, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Like, okay. I, you know, I, wonder how, I wonder if that'll ever come up in any kind of way in the story, but now it's out there. Wow, interesting. And being that, what, what, go ahead, Rob, I'm sorry. He's probably going to be looking at the, the, the main character cop guy. <laughs> Rick. Rick. <laughs> the main character cop guy. <laughs> I don't watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch Once Upon a Time, but I know the characters. <laughs> he knows all the characters for <laughs> someone who doesn't yeah. watch that show. Yeah, Mr. Gold, yeah. <laughs> Gigi makes him watch it. He's like strapped to a chair with his eyes held open. And he's like, no, If you got no. a Puerto Rican woman yelling at you. <laughs> You would do it too. <laughs> Watch this motherfucker. <laughs> so, so you were saying um, you, you were. F- he's, he's probably gonna look at Rick and, and like lick his lips, and then Rick is gonna look over and he's like, "What are you doing?" 
Nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, what's interesting is um, that with this character, because it wasn't already a, a character from the book, mm-hmm. they have a lot of like freedom with that. Right. I wonder if he would have agreed with it if they would have if it would have been a character that was already existing. You, you know who would agree? The writer, or? right? Yeah, the writer. Well, because you know, because I know what's his name is part of the writing team as well. Um, the original that crea- guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Goodness, that guy's everywhere, that. man. The original creator of The Walking Dead uh-huh. is also one of the one of the right. producers and the writers for the, for the TV series, yeah. which is why a lot of things are still you know they make sense and some things are in canon. I'm wondering if he would have made a major change like that to another character. Um, well, considering that Rick still has both hands, I don't think it would have mattered. <laughs> no, I mean, Spoiler. But, yeah, I mean, in the comic, by this point, Rick only has one hand. <laughs> you know, like, I forgot about yeah. that. Um, I mean, I don't even read it, but I just know this from people that they're always mentioning it. They're like, oh, does Rick have both of his hands? I'm like, why wouldn't he? But, uh, <laughs> but actually, they had uh, Frank Dorabont on, uh, I think it was Frank Dorabont, or it was, or it was the... Maybe it was Frank Dorabont. They had uh, it was it was on some special, mm-hmm. and he was saying how like he goes more than likely Rick will never lose a hand. They said because in comics you can work around things because you don't see a lot of things. You only see what they draw. Robert know? Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. Yeah, Thank and it you. may have been Roger, Robert Kirkman that was uh that was on the show. But anyhow, he was saying that uh, probably for TV they said they'll probably not have him lose his arm because in TV where you're seeing things and things become more real because you're trying to imagine the action. They're like trying to do stuff with one hand just becomes too clumsy for the main character. Right. You know? Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, I couldn't I well, wouldn't I don't think it would matter what they did that way. Yeah. But I'm definitely glad to see them. I would love to see if they, if they institute that into the series. Yeah. I want Well, I mean, you figure if it's been brought up, they'll probably do something that's maybe in some small way. But then I want to see how many of those rednecks are out there. Like, I love Daryl. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> now we apologize. We don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Anybody's ever seen that movie? That, that song is creepy. Anyway, what else you got there? Mike? All right. What happens when a former Oscar nominee just stops trying? Well. Yeah, I, I had a couple of examples, and once again, I'm speechless. So, well, he makes Taken three. <laughs> this time, Neeson's Brian Mills exercises his particular set of skills to prove he didn't kill his career. I mean, his wife after being framed for her murder. I imagine the Taken three tagline is this time they're taking your money and Liam Neeson won't be getting it back. <laughs> wait, wait, Fam- Famica Jansen's dying in the movie. I suppose. They ran out of lens flare. <laughs> <laughs> it's either the lens flare or her, and one's far more expensive than the other. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, she was already looking dead anyway. They might as well write that into the script. <laughs> Four gaffers went blind. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Famica Jansen. It's not me who says that. <laughs> oh, my God. You were just joining in. <laughs> you just goad me on. <laughs> It's like watching a threesome and saying, I'm not involved, but slapping somebody in the ass. <laughs> Good job. Keep pumping. So how do we feel about Neeson that just decided to oh, stop I, acting? I mean, he's just, <laughs> I'm just going to kill people. Now. <laughs> What's funny, I thought you could ask me, what do I think about a threesome? I'm like, I guess. So. <laughs> With Pamka <Hamka> Jensen? <laughs> what is a lot of wrinkles you can find your way to put in this optic? There's a fold everywhere. <laughs> Okay, that's Ralph's gone. We got to get back. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Liam Neeson. I feel like he's done all these movies that don't require a lot of range, know, range at right. all. Right. It's, it kind of reminds, uh, and dare I say, it reminds me of Denzel Washington. Oh my God! Yeah, he just stopped I, for a while. I love know? Denzel, but I mean, all of his movies outside of Flight within the past five years have been action, action, drug dealer, action. You know, like it's been the same kind of thing. Yeah. Well, look at his latest movie that came out. That exact the Equalizer last week. Equalizer. Yeah. But yeah, and with Liam Neeson too, especially I mean, especially when you just um, see the trailers for it, I'm like, 
didn't Taken 3 come out already? Isn't that like a walk among the tombstones? Isn't that in flight? <laughs> like, like, in fact, I thought in flight was Taken 3 when it came out. Because I assumed he was the same character. He just had to fly somewhere. You know? That's that's like, in, that's uh, one of those prequel stories that they tell you what happened in between. <laughs> this is on my flight to go save my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, so Liam Neeson is now doing another Taken. Yeah. I mean, I like the they, first one. And the second one was just like... You uh, couldn't pay me to see the second one. I still haven't seen it. I never. I didn't have the first one. I like though. So it's taken three, they give it back. <laughs> <laughs> taken three, you're gonna take it. You're gonna like it. <laughs> taken wow. three, bend over. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was gonna say that, but okay, <laughs> okay, fuck it. Take it three, bend over. <laughs> Next. <laughs> well, this is something everyone's excited for. So no one, you know, just just don't hold back. Uh, the producers of these great films, Food Fight. Bionicle, The Legend Reborn, and the original Mortal Kombat are back like the living dead to bring us a live action film based on a video game that we've all been begging to see on the big screen. Left for Dead. New no. Tetris. What? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what? And, and by the way, that was an actual honest reaction. <laughs> because they don't know what my news is until I actually read it. So yeah, yeah that was a shocker to everybody. There was something Mike and I and Ralph we all we all prep on. This is something we don't know, so Tetris. Yeah. Please explain. Okay, so what is the narrative of a film based on a tile matching puzzle game? Well, according to Threshold CEO Larry Kasanoff, it's a very big epic sci-fi movie. This isn't a movie with a bunch of lines running around the page. We're not giving feet to giant uh, geometric shapes. <laughs> but he doesn't tell me what the movie's about. <laughs> but the movie's about Tetris. giant geometric shapes. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, well, if it's not about giant geometric shapes falling from the sky, and it better not be, <laughs> then why call it Tetris? You could have called it anything. Oh, goodness. And the fact that it is based off of the game. I mean, like, in other words, they're saying it. That's why they're using the name Tetris. It's like... It's why are they trying to squeeze fucking like blood from a stone? I mean, I heard that they were going to do Temple Run. Also, they're doing a movie of Temple Run. Seriously, I'm not joking. And I can hear the the trailer for Tetris now. In a world where you must fight to survive, you have to match the blocks in the correct order to clear the line. Tetris coming to a theater near you. Oh my goodness! Did you imagine that? Really, I, I, I can imagine I, me not spending my money. I, I, I <laughs> cannot even conceive of what they're going to do. I really can't. You know, and how is it that it did not get the people that did Battleship involved in this? <laughs> how did you not get them involved? Oh my God, Battleship! Isn't Battleship a Hasbro? Probably? Is that Hasbro? Probably yes, it is. is. It's Hasbro. Right? Yeah, Has, it's, it's Hasbro, Hasbro just, game. Yeah. Yeah, they're just stabbing us in the hate face left and right. <laughs> oh my goodness, well, they're stabbing us with non-creativity. What else you got there, Mike? Well, could you imagine if they make a Guess Who movie? Oh, you know, game where does Bo- he wear Bo- glasses? Bootleg clue. Bootleg clue. Fuck. Don't wake daddy. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> that just sounds like 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 porn. Like teen porn. <laughs> Don't wake daddy. <laughs> Yo, I'm like extra today. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> we know someone was watching something uh, rated X last night. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he says, well, don't wake daddy, and I get blamed for it? <laughs> it's because I'm Puerto Rican, right? It's because you made the connection. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh-huh. it looks like Star Trek Three lost a skinny white guy and replaced him with a fat white guy. J.J. Uh, Abrams ditched Star Trek for um, Star Trek Three for Star Wars Seven, but fans might have William Shatner in the series' next installment. Mm. However, Shatner has sort of denied the report, claiming he has not heard anything about the role. But everyone claims, claims that they did offer him a role. 
<laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that's him being coy. Is that yeah. him trying to be coy? I guess. I don't know. I guess he's still living in a time of the 70s and the 80s when there was no internet where you could say a secret <laughs> and it could kind of be safe. Well, no, nobody would know. No, nobody's what offering me. is this internet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how you deny it. He's like, Captain's Log, I didn't hear any news about me being in Star Trek 3. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I heard that he was still angry about... Um, him not being in some of the other Star Trek movies. Yeah, he's angry about everything. Yeah, well, that's what the old, that's how it happens with the, a lot of the old pioneers. Yeah. Now, I don't say old pioneers because I have respect for them, but I guess people who start the series mm-hmm. initially and then the series spins off and becomes other things, and when they're not included, I hear that they they, they get very angry. Right. It's, you know what it is? Is uh, now because of all his Priceline commercials, he's known as the Priceline guy. Yeah, not as too. William Shatner, who did Star Trek and all his other roles. And, and not T.J. Hooker. Yeah, <laughs> T.J. Hooker with his curly hair. Oh, God, his curly hair. That was a good perm. <laughs> that was a good wig of a perm. He lost his hair ages ago, man. Shit. He was wearing, the, I think he was wearing a, a piece even when he was doing Star Trek. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's, been, he's been balding for a while. It's wow. kind of like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of like that. Log. Except people like him. more Rogaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who out there is worthy well, not these clowns here. Uh, and right. evidently, neither is Thor. Uh, Thor number one, again. I read it. <laughs> launched this week with Thor still unworthy to wield Mjolnir following the events of Original Sin, in which an aging Nick Fury, yes, his infinity formula no longer is working, whispers something to Thor causing his inability to get his hammer up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so who will pick up the Mallet of Might? We don't know yet, but according to Frigga's change to Mjolnir's graffiti, whoever holds the hammer... If she be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Yes, I just picked it up on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I love the art. And yeah, the art looks fantastic. And one thing, I, because I'm not a big Thor uh, reader, I figured out that, um, well, I didn't figure it out, but and they explained that um, his mother is now in charge of um, well, yeah. Asgard. Well, well, Odin's Ad- been dead for a while. Right, Odin's been gone. They said yeah. now Odin's back. Right. And it's funny because what, now that I listen to Odin, he does sound, who's the actor that plays him in the movie? Oh, um... Hannibal. Anthony Hopkins. Hannibal. Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. I hear Anthony Hopkins' voice when I <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. I all, when I read Odin, that's all I hear, right. and he's just so like so grouchy in this Thor comic. <laughs> we're like, who says you know we need you to be in charge of Asgardia? I am back. I am the old father, and I'm like, oh my god. Well, at least, but then this one though, because I only read excerpts of it though. At least he's actually being nice to Thor because he's been a dick to Thor for the, like the last five years. No, but he's being, be, he's being mean to his wife. Right. <laughs> well, he's got to be mean to somebody. Yeah, day. you know. I mean, with the whole Ray Rice thing, you, th- you thought he would have got a clue, but you know, is wow. he wearing a tank top <laughs> and staying in a in a trailer park? And wow, like come over here. Come Trump into hat. Really? Another trailer park joke? <laughs> Frigga, come over here in this elevator. Pop! <laughs> wow! Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we apologize because... I, we to who? Ray Rice? <laughs> Damn. No, but, you know... I don't fear him. I'm not going to elevate with him no, anytime no. soon. <laughs> no, but hitting women is something very serious. It so is obviously, very serious. Obviously, we're not, you know, we're not condoning that, you know, but... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> MFG does it again. <laughs> Can't wait for next year's um, year wrap up. Oh, what were some of the things we said last year? Oh. <laughs> Episode 43. I, I can hear the people marching now against MFG. <laughs> All five of our fans. <laughs> oh, we MFG, love you guys. Ch- trending everywhere. <laughs> it doesn't trend anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the new Thor is very interesting. I, I'm wondering who this female is. Yeah, so we're all wondering. I really thought episode one, I thought they'd give an, they didn't give any kind of hint. Yeah, well, you know, that's for you to buy the next one. <sighs> but yeah, I have to get back to because I love the Thor for the last, well, this will be the third incarnation. So the last two incarnations of the Thor comic book have been 
absolutely incredible. And you never read that, did you? Like the, the one that launched it off after nope. the I did. original comeback. No. Yeah, that's really good. You got to you gotta catch that. Actually, I read, I read the, the first three or four. I read because I read when he fought Iron Man. Right. Well, it, not it, of that one. That one was also a good start. But then when that whole series ended, they brought back Thor. Um, and then they started another one where um, you had the three Thors throughout the ages. Yeah, you that tell me about that one. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. Absolutely remarkable. Yeah, All right. You definitely read that. Anyone out there, read it. <laughs> All right. So I got one more thing. Go ahead. You hungry? Okay. Yeah, it could be a little. I just yeah. fucking, I just fucking cooked. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, how about a Batman Diner double beef? McDonald's has launched its Justice League themed meals, starting with the Batman Diner double beef sandwich, which is two beef-like patties, which I love that description, egg and cheese on a sesame seed bun, accompanied by squeezy cheesy fries with bacon-flavored bits and sparkling green apple tea to wash it all down. Uh, what other superheroes will uh, bear the burger's giant? I'm sorry, will bear the burger giant's menu wrath? Well, Flash, Superman, and Green Lantern are seen on the company's campaign page, but no meal descriptions are attached. Uh, but if you're thinking about running down to your local Mickey D's to get your mouth around Batman's double beef, <laughs> you'll need to catch a flight to Hong Kong. That's right. Yeah, because this is where that's being offered. It's that's not being offered figured. here. Yeah. I figure it sounds too unique to be offered anywhere yeah. in the States. Um, but you know, perhaps now that Dick Grayson is starring his own eponymous comic book, he will also get a McDonald's meal. The dick. <laughs> <laughs> or after getting an STD from Starfire, it'll just be a hot dog filled with squeezy cheese. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh, what do we think about that fast food combo there? I'm like, really? This well, is good. I, I, I could imagine the Flash's burgers like, come get the Flash's burger. It'll give you the runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. I like that. I, it, this think it'll just be a bean burrito? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh. or, or maybe the Green Lantern burger should be a burger that looks really good, but when you eat it, it's really not that good. <laughs> like, like, like McDonald's food? Oh. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, just to piggyback on that, what, what was that? I'm sorry. I'm there we go. I'm like, what the frick? <laughs> um, because what I was going to say was with the those comic book themed burgers, mm-hmm. I just heard from another podcast, and for, I read it in the, in the paper somewhere, that they're having a Walking Dead burger. I don't think you I want think, to eat oh yeah, that. I, I heard about that. It's, it's a burger that it's supposed to taste like human, like flesh, human flesh, according according to um, sources. You know, people who have been cannibals and and people who have like wrote about what they said it tastes like. Okay, at what point would I take any culinary action from people who eat other people? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, because because first of all, I don't want to be in the room with you too long. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I really like you. You look like you taste great. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's like a weird mixture. I gotta I gotta re- I read all the things I had. But I think it had like liver, it had like liver, pork. It's like all it's like kidney a, maybe. Ugh, goodness. But yeah, a it was fava beans and a nice Chianti. Oh god, I hate that. <laughs> but yeah, sliced off human brain. I don't know. I just I just remember they, they mentioned it and I was like, really? It's Who? in it's in London that it. It was in London. That's right. That's why when you said the, the Batman burger, I'm like. Yeah, I don't see that happening here. I see that happening somewhere else. Well, I hope it doesn't taste like Chris Nolan then, the Batman burger. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to know what he tastes like. Oh, my God. <laughs> so is that all the quick news? That's all the quick news I have. All right, cool. Does anybody else got any quick news? Uh, oh, what happened to you? Wow, you're out of practice. Huh? You, you forgot your line. Do I ever have quick news? Do I got to do your fucking lines for you, bro? I mean, if you want to do the rest of my job for me, too, that would make it no, easy. No, 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 that's fine. I was just trying to do your smart-ass remarks. 
<laughs> All right, yeah, for once, I don't have quick news. Oh, thank God. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I do have shout-outs, though. Shout oh, out. Lord, help me. <laughs> Two shout-outs. <laughs> One shout-out is to Kristen. <laughs> this, I'm going to put this on Facebook, <laughs> and, and I'm going to tag her in it. <laughs> so wow. this, so this We way, might have another listener? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll say, we shouted you out. Find out where your name is. <laughs> and shout out to Gabe, because Gabe was like, <laughs> Gabe was a friend of ours, and Gabe had said, you know, you guys are going to talk about Gotham? I'm not going to be on it? I was like, nope. <laughs> uh, what a shame that we couldn't have you on. Anyhow. <laughs> oh. Well, hopefully, Gabe, one day you'll decide to come on once you clear out all the data on your iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't, I can't download the podcast because I don't have enough data on my iPhone. Damn, it sucks to be you then. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, you get a lot of excuses from these people out there. I'm kidding, buddy. Bromance, bromance. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go to the first part of the show. What's that going to be? Well, I mean, obviously, with fall just showing up out of nowhere i feel like it snuck snuck up on us yeah like it does every year around the same time yeah but usually i remember as a kid it was like you felt summer and then you felt fall fall definitely now i think summer and fall kind of like you know kissing cousins kind of yeah i guess kind of watch but it makes you uneasy all at the same time (laughs) (laughs) it's it's kind of like when you when you have that person like are are, are you gay or you straight i'm bisexual oh okay whatever (laughs) september's that bisexual month that's what it is (laughs) it could be cold it could be warm you You don't know you have to wear a fucking sweater vest or you just wear nothing at all or that nice camisole that you have on right (laughs) that explains a lot i saw september the other day and he was looking kind of by yeah (laughs) (laughs) what i'm saying is that with fall the way the weather happens you you forget that it's almost september and that new shows come out so i mean i mean there's so many shows i almost forgot to dvr the flash i would have been very upset we were just talking about that between i mean between the flash and then on top of that tuesday motherfuckers that's right (laughs) sleepy hollows coming out it's already out out. been out for two uh weeks two weeks yeah Yeah. i haven't watched it yet so no spoilers from ralph none (laughs) Right. Not even that it's on. There's a tank. Oh, man. <laughs> and also Arrow and, you know, of course, Walking Dead starts next week. Supernatural. Also Arrow starts, yeah. Uh, starts, yeah, this coming so, week. Yeah, it's so there's been s- Arrow starts, Supernatural, and Walking Dead. So oh. if you're a geek, there are so many things to choose from. Like Once Upon a Time's already been on. And Constantine <sighs> comes out at the end of the Oh, that's looking forward right. to that. Constantine. And Gigi wow. was like, Gigi had seen the advertisement. She was like. I like the movie. The movie is great, but is that the way he's supposed to look? Like looking at the I go, no, he's actually blonde. Um, yeah, Hellblazer is actually blonde. Yeah, and she's like, really? I was like, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I got to put her onto some of those books. I think she'd like it. I mean, I'm not. Why bit, she like blondes? No, spooky tales and shit. Like that. <laughs> well, well, she's shit out of luck. Unless I've been lying through all this time. Yeah, I'm bald, but when I grow my hair out, I'm blonde. <laughs> One of you's been lying about this relationship. <laughs> well, it explains how smart I sound sometimes, or not. Sound. <laughs> But with all these new shows coming out, now we have some sh- some shows that have been on for a while, and I noticed in the fall they've been tweaking it a little bit. Yeah. And the other and the other show we're going to talk about is an actual new show that's coming out. If you wonder what I'm talking about, what I'm talking about first is Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors. That's the show they tweaked, and Gotham. So let's start talking. I mean, obviously Gotham's only been on for a couple of episodes, but let's start off with the one that has a little bit more episodes in its tank. Let's talk about Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors. I believe we have a synopsis because last time I, I assumed that I got in trouble. Yes, <laughs> yes, you always do. So with a synopsis of Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors is the always um, punctual? No. The no. always correct? Yes. No. Mike the finance guy. Always correct. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors is the 2014 Disney XD revamp of Ultimate Spider-Man, which ran for two mixed review seasons. 
a quick synopsis. With an audience still in therapy from 48 strained episodes, Spidey is back with the same voice, talents, and artists. After primarily ditching the deadweight hero team that greatly assisted in dragging the previous show deep into an outhouse hole in the ground, the amazing Arachnid joins the Avengers because their show is so much better, right? Um, Taskmaster is now the new big bad and is trying to recruit the same young heroes Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. are after. Who are these titanic teens? Well, we have Agent Venom, a very childish Flash Thompson, Cloak and, we're just friends, Dagger, <laughs> Amadeus Cho as the new Iron Spider, Kazar from the Savage Land, who is suddenly not a grown man, uh, as well as Triton from the Inhumans. Uh, will an Avengers endorsement and new allies bring the D-minus show to a C-level? Oh, thwip no, mother thwippers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you, it sounds like you already gave your review. And this, I can say a lot more. Okay, and 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 that's what we're going to do now, so let's start off. Um, How did you guys feel about the the, the changeover from Ultimate Spider-Man to Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors? How do you guys feel about that initial idea of changing um, from having that team of Nova and Power Man and Iron Fist to him chasing down these these superpower teens for Nick Fury? I I think it's it's pretty much the logical step, because if he's proven himself to be uh, a good uh, team leader... And he's proven that he can also know how to follow. Then him creating his own team and showing that he knows how to pick people to put them together would probably be the next step in his, uh, I guess, path of the hero. You could say. Okay. I thought the uh, the need for him to become an Avenger though just seemed weird, because it's not like it's Spider Man and the Avengers or yeah. Avengers with Spider Man. It's just like so you have him joining another team that he really won't be with that much, just to have an excuse to have the Avengers on the show. I mean, I, I mean you could just have the Avengers show up. You know? Right. It's just weird. I mean, they Especially since he's building his own team on right. top of it. They you showed know. up pre- in previous episodes, but individually. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's fine to have the Avengers there, but they went out of their way to make him an Avenger so that he could ditch his other team for him <laughs> to build his own team. And I'm like, well, wouldn't you just have him leave his old team and then build his own team? It, it, it was it's weird because I feel like they used the Avengers as a way of giving him more credibility. Right. And, you know, yeah. instead of just naturally being part of the team, maybe for half a season, you know, yeah. whatever. But, I mean, I, I, I can't lie. I enjoy it. Off the bat, I enjoyed it a lot more than the original Ultimate Spider-Man series. Off the bat, because off the bat, it felt so childish and so like, um, like you're pandering to to you know to to your audience. It just it, it felt like you know you 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 were aiming for a super super young audience before, where now it just seems fun, but without all the side humor and all they well, have it every now and again. Yeah, it's still yeah, in there, but it's but not, not like as it much. Used to be. No, no, it definitely. I mean, it is it, it is a marked improvement. It's basically it's like being in a sealed room of shit. For the first two seasons, and now it's, you're in a room of shit with an open window. So you, so you, get, so you get a bad. nice breeze coming through to clear it out every now and then. But uh, but, the, but, the, but, the, but the smell comes in. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I, I really think that you know. I'll I'll say this. I'll use your analogy. It's like being in a in a room full of shit with no windows, and then being in a room of shit, but the shit's in a litter box with an open window. I don't know if it's still in litter box. I feel like it's still on my floor. <laughs> so that's how you really feel, man. <laughs> well, I was being nice. <laughs> <laughs> to who? <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, it is, it is a definitely better show so far. Um, I just, like I said, I mean, it doesn't have to be adult. It's just, like, for instance, no one looks at the 90s Spider-Man and goes, well, that was an adult show, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you can't have the same level of just telling me a story. I, I don't know why I need to feel... I shouldn't have to to say, well, it feels for kids. I'm like, Spider-Man was always for kids. I, I, don't, I don't remember there ever being an objectionable moment in watching the 90s Spider-Man going, well, you probably shouldn't have the kid watch that. Yeah, but, but I, I, I mean, for me, I feel, I feel like, 
I guess what makes it feel like a kid for me is not only the dialogue, but the constant stopping and, and, and breaking the fourth wall. But that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm, no, saying, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, whoa. Oh. I, just, I just lost my head piece. <laughs> <laughs> he can't hear himself talk. Quick, say something else. <laughs> blah, but, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, blah. I mean. I, that is what I always hear. <laughs> <laughs> From us, yeah. <laughs> but you, you were saying about. No, I, that's exactly what I was saying is right. that, you know, it's. The, the parts they add in and they're like well this makes it for children I'm like but it's a Spider-Man cartoon it was for children <laughs> but I guess for me I mean see I'm, I'm on the fence with, with how I feel about the breaking the fourth wall stuff because he kind of does that in the comic book anyway with his narrative and they and we talked about this before in um, The Dark Knight Returns where when they made it into cartoon form they got rid of a lot of the narrative which what is what made The Dark Knight Returns the book by Frank Miller right. such a great read Right, but I feel the like maybe it's not the same as breaking the fourth wall, though. Like, I know, you know, I mean, like Deadpool breaks right. the fourth wall. Narrative oh, is just the the, in, in, the inner thoughts of our hero or right. whatever. You Deadpool know. doesn't break; he blasts that wall down, <laughs> locks it out. <laughs> but but I, I just feel like when he because Spider Man doesn't he doesn't necessarily break the fourth wall, but he stops at the action to talk about his thoughts. Now his thoughts right. could be into himself, but it, it, we know it's breaking the fourth wall. Right. And I feel I feel like the way they did it, it feels like very Saved by the Bell. Yeah, for yeah. anybody who knows that show, anybody, anybody. Oh, that's that's. I like, never watched it. Of course, you were too old for that. You, you like know, Saved by the Bell was a superhero TV show. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. Zach Morris with his power to freeze time. Stop. Okay, <laughs> stop. Stop it. Stop it, Ralph. <laughs> I mean, who else could go time out? You know, move stuff around, break the fourth wall, and then say time in, and he's in a different place, and then everybody <laughs> doesn't seem to notice. Him. Oh God. So, this is, so Saved by the Bell is Frank, Franklin Richard, the uh, the teen years. <laughs> yeah, that would explain the hair. <laughs> And the fact that no one cares. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I liked off the bat the way I just feel like I like off the bat that it just felt different. Um, mm-hmm. The way when the way they approached the enemy was a little different. And what's funny, we were watching it in your house last week. Right. And what's funny is when I was watching it, I was like, "Wow, it doesn't look too much different." But we couldn't hear it. Right. When I heard it, and I'm watching Loki getting his ass beat, I'm like, "Wow, this is a pretty s- silly cartoon." But then when I watched it with the volume, I was like, "Oh." Peter Parker and Loki has switched right, yeah. switched bodies. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. So it was it wasn't as challenged as I thought it would be, and I, I felt so much better about it watching it, or at least for the first three episodes. Yeah. You you would think you know superheroes would have like a cold word that they would say in the event that this happens because happens in like body switching happens to almost every superhero. No, I agree. Right. I was thinking the same kind of thing actually when I was watching the show. I'm like. You think, by, and especially with Spider-Man, this is now his what third body switch since yeah. since the, uh, the Ultimate's been back because mm-hmm. he switched with Wolverine, the Hulk, and now with Loki. Yeah, damn. Yeah, <laughs> you you just think at some point he would just be like coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we know now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my yeah, but then, then it would be a five minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a Teen Titans Go episode, <laughs> but it might be enjoyable. That's like you ever you remember uh, the episode of Supernatural where they're. They're at the convention for Supernatural. Right. And then that someone's like, didn't they ever thought of putting like a, a scrap? <laughs> a bungee. <laughs> to to their, their clubs and their stuff? Because, you know, they, it seems that in every episode, they just go flying away. Right. <laughs> and, and then Dean gets his, uh, his like, his uh, sword or, or knife get knocked away. And he's like, you know what? That strap is probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things you're like, that's actually a damn good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> in the Spider-Man series, just going back for a second... We see a lot of different characters, and mind you, I didn't watch the entire Ultimate Spider-Man the first two seasons because it was just that bad. But really? It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back your, your excitement there, MFG. Uh, but, I mean, I, I never seen them an episode of Dr. Octopus. I kind of like what they did with Dr. Octopus for what it is because I know that they've always either played him as the, the chunky green guy with the arms. Right. They always drew him as that. 
or they draw him really, really weird. They kind of made him as the evil genius, you know, that, that, he, that he's supposed to be. Well, he, they made him the, the evil genius that's uh, held under Norman Osborn's thumb, who, like, fights back, but in the end, always still under uh, Norman Osborn's thumb. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I really liked that the way they included him and then um, the, the whole machine with Loki, and I, I thought it was kind of cool. Visually, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I mean, again, it was fine. I mean, again, it's... It is an improvement. It's just, it's just still something's lacking. I, I, I just think if they just said, let's just make a Spider-Man cartoon, yeah, then we would, we would be talking, wow, this is pretty good, right? You know, if you just stop trying to market it to any particular age group, they're going to watch it. Mm-hmm. If a kid's going to watch Spider-Man, they're going to watch Spider-Man. I mean, you know, as long as it's not suddenly Spider-Man reading like Shakespeare, <laughs> you know what I mean. But if you give me a Spider-Man cartoon with good villains and good action. You're going to watch it. Right. I, I don't understand why they felt like a gimmick is needed. And why did they make them have to make the Hulk 10 years old? I don't get or, that. Uh, you mean that he never becomes Bruce Banner? Ever? He never becomes Bruce Banner. He speaks like he is like he's a kid, but but a kid with a lot more. Like That's why I say a 10-year-old, because he has some vocabulary. It's just, you know, not... Yeah, it's, I, it's not Bruce Banner vocabulary, yeah. but they all oh, noogie time. I'm like, really noogies and wedgies and all that stuff. Yeah. That's what the Hulk is doing. Yeah, it's because Spider Man's his best bud, man. Yeah, yeah, that was getting old <laughs> fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was getting old really fast. The noogies, and then at the end, show Hulk, Hulk, show Loki how you had show your friends. Oh, noogie, 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 <laughs> punch, punch, punch. I'm like, ha, ah, ah. ha. <laughs> <laughs> what I did like was um, cloak and dagger. I like Cloak and Dagger, but it was really funny where um, when she called him bro. Yeah, because, I picked up on that. Because it was just like, we want to make sure that no one thinks we're endorsing any form of inter- interracial relationship in this, co- this right. cartoon right now. Either that or they want to make the white girl cool. So say bro to the black guy. It'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> It'll give you street cred. Yeah. Cloak, hold on. I'm coming for you, bro. <laughs> I'm like, really? She's like... Uh, we always had, we've always had this connection. I always know where he is. <laughs> I, I can feel him inside of me. <laughs> well, if he's black, he's that big. <laughs> Feels in both holes. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess um, I w- ever since we started talking about uh, Marvel versus DC in regards to um, you know the, their color wheel, uh-huh. like I see that um, cloak, and I'm like, all right, awesome. And I've always liked Cloak and Dagger from the original series. Yeah, I, did. I always had a soft spot for. It. I guess you know just because it was when they came out and stuff. I mean, they were very much an '80s feel to them, yeah. um, but not like they not like they're stuck in that time. But they they are very much because that was a whole teens were being victims of drugs. They were being experimented on. Runaways, you know, like and Runaways was very big. Uh, so that's the '80s feel to them. But I like yeah. them. Oh, and I don't think I've ever seen them in a comic in, in a cartoon form i don't think i've ever seen them in a cartoon form um i thought they were in one of the spider-man ones i thought if they were i didn't i didn't I see it but i but i kind of like that they introduced those characters into yeah. the spider-man fold because they're all a part of spy for me the when i read spider-man it was in the 80s right so cloak and dagger wasn't a lot of their stories but they were in enough of the yeah. stories where you're like all right so, you know and, and you know what else was good about that episode what what else is in there? Oh, you mean fucking long hair, um, fucking Doctor Strange? By the hoary hosts of Hoggoth! <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. I love Doctor Strange. He's the best. <laughs> How about uh, Spider-Man, Sorcerer Supreme? Oh, that was oh my God. Once again, it was like, and I'm back to the same damn show that I left before. <laughs> <laughs> and he's shooting purple webs. Yeah. Now. It's like he's sick or something. I wasn't, I didn't, it didn't bother me too much about, about um, Doctor Strange leaving him the robe. Because the robe could have gone to anybody else, and, you know, and maybe you know, Doctor Strange would have you know, said that later. Well, I wanted you to give it to somebody else, but hey, you know, you got it. But once he started shooting purple webs, I'm like, 
Wow. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. You, you went back there again, didn't you? <laughs> or how about the fact when um, Doctor Strange, he's, he's already off off of, um, what's the guys, the fire guys? Uh, Dormammu. 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 Off of the Dormammu's dread control. Dormammu. Right? He's hey. off of his control. Right. right? And Spider-Man gives him the eye back. And then um, I guess he's like held down or something. He could just take the eye right back from him. Yeah, it was like when he just stole on. the cape and the eye again. I'm like, oh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he just just did a monkey flip and then yeah. grabbed it, I was like, zoink! Wow, so the cape and the, and the eye come that quickly, huh? Yeah, he loses it like Green Lantern loses that ring in those old cartoons, <laughs> right? Oh, it slipped off my finger. <laughs> I must have been washing with palm olive. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is because if you think about those three episodes, those three episodes didn't really have a lot of those spidey transitions and all that right. stuff and he broke the fourth wall a little bit but not much right and then after episode three it went r- amadeus cho amadeus cho that that episode with the iron spider that one no, was grating on my nerves and it, 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 the agent venom one was was a little more back to back yeah, to well, that was flash flash couldn't have sounded any more like he was four and a half years old or, or how about <laughs> the fact that spider-man's supposed to be this understanding kind of guy right you know but he has no faith in his friend right well, well it's not Flash is not his friend. Friend. Oh, he's his friend. Well, Spider- he's Spider Man's fan and Peter's nemesis. Right. <laughs> you know. He, but he sees. He clearly sees that for some reason Flash has some sort of control right. over the, the symbiote. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, but also Peter but had like, the symbiote on him. He's like, no, take that shit off. It's dangerous, man. You don't know what you're messing with, man. Take that shit off right now, man. But dude, but dude, but Peter Parker had the symbiote on him. He almost had the symbiote. Almost had him thinking really, really bad thoughts. So he knows what the symbiote's capable of. So, right. And plus, Flash is not the fucking sharpest knife in the drawer. So if if he, if Peter wasn't able to control, it, he's like, well, I don't know how Flash can That's control just it. Pride. It's not pride. That's just pride. Oh, there was. I mean, there was some of that. I mean, that was faced up with uh, Amadeus Cho with the Iron Spider. That was the whole premise of that too. Was that he 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 wanted to be the smartest. He wanted to be able to understand everything. And it's like, uh, you know, it doesn't always have to be the smartest. Well, know? well, Cho, well, Cho, I get, but Flash, and I was very disappointed in Flash because in the way they represented Flash because. Agent Flash in comic books. Agent Venom. Sorry, Agent Flash. Agent Venom, a.k.a. Flash Thompson, doesn't happen until Flash already goes to war, right. loses his legs, mm-hmm. and that's why he, they, they, they and talk about up. You yeah, know, he's he and a, Peter are best. I mean, they actually are best friends by that point. Right. You know. Well, before he got taken over by Doc Ock right. and yeah. ruined that relationship. <laughs> and Peter didn't know he was Agent Venom. Um. I think he knows, right? No. He didn't oh, he know. know. Oh, okay. He, he didn't know for a while. He didn't know. I mean, oh, okay. He knows well, now, obviously. But yeah, so the Agent Venom episode, I just felt like it was a little bit of a kind of, you know, you build this momentum for the first three episodes, and I was kind of excited. And then Agent Venom was like, uh. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it was a step down from what they were doing with the first three Web Warrior episodes. Yeah. Right. In, in the comics, he's a lot cooler because he can actually shapeshift. You know, yeah. I still don't understand the whole Venom symbiote thing. Like, it made so much sense in its origin and in its first few episodes, you know, appearances, even when it initially dealt with Brock. But like now it's just like you get the symbiote on you and then it's like, well, what happens to your body? Do you like dematerialize into like atoms? Because like he'll like make giant holes in his middle, you know, or he'll suck things into his midsection. You're like, where is this all going? Well, it's, it's, just it's, a, like, it's just a coating on top of skin. Right, <laughs> you, know? you know how um, when caterpillars get in their cocoons, they, right. they liquefy, right. and then somehow after a few uh, was it weeks, it turns into a butterfly. Right. And even if you open it, you don't see none of that in there. Are you saying that's probably that's what happens? That's really no, disgusting. Don't say that's what happens. Don't don't, don't speak for Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. That's what happens. That's, that's, way, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um um, or are you gonna say Ralph? Because you're about to say something else slick. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> oh, P.S. about Agent Venom. On that whole point of dematerializing things, how could you? You just had the suit for maybe what a day. Yeah. And you materialize rocket launchers. Yeah, I don't. Because well, he took it from um, the beetle. He took it from the beetle, but you know, to to be able to with his mind control everything and be able to. Yeah. Like, oh. like I just don't understand it. But now, what do we think is the Taskmaster? By the way, uh, as the main villain. So I far? liked it. I, I I mean, I don't like Taskmaster as a villain in the comic books. I don't like him in, on the series. I mean, I, I mean, I don't. But I like his hate look. Him. I like his look. His, well, his look is great. You know, he's like Moon Knight, but better. <laughs> look wise, because he's like you know, he's got the skull, but he's got the hood, and it's white, but it looks evil. And see, this is when we need a visual component to this podcast, because when the Cap said that, Mike's eyes just went motherfucker. <laughs> How dare you? you talk about Moon Knight? <laughs> you know we are tight. <laughs> if Moon Knight and Dazzler had finally gotten a comment, ah, oh, that would be great. Oh my god, it'd be the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> the apocalypse she is here. Herself Moonbeam. And it'd oh. be a great comic. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> the wrist and let the blood drip out. <laughs> then we call that issue Blood on the Moon. <laughs> blood on the Moon. That's catchy. Ah, I like that. Shit. But, I'm but stealing that from you. Shut up. But I feel I, I like the way what they did with Taskmaster. I, I even like the voice. The vo- whoever's doing the voice. It just, well, that part's fine. I just don't like him as the villain. Only because, well, because it's just like I hate that. Because they have to keep explaining that. Um, which, which is really weird. They don't actually explain. He kept, He keeps saying... Well, I know all your moves. Right. It's like, well, he only knows their moves because he has, what do they call it? Um, Is it mirror? or I can't remember. It's it's some kind of physical mimicking, but they actually have a word for it. It's a muscle mimic. Yeah, but I can't think of what they they have a name for it. They have a term for it, right. Um, But anyhow, so he's able to, anything he sees, any action he sees, he can mimic. But of course, he can't mimic anything that either requires extra agility like you know something that's unusual and of course he can't mimic super strength either now or, granted, or webbing know, right or webbing you know but like so that when he's fighting spider-man he's like I've, I've gotten all your moves and i'm thinking he moves differently than most people you know it's the, plus it's like having someone's moves doesn't mean that you know exactly how yeah. to beat them i mean like you know it's just one of those kind of like well, that doesn't really mean you're gonna well, beat but them, yeah but, but it also so like i just find him kind of like like when he's like fighting um like when he's fighting uh was it uh, luke cage yeah well i got all your moves yeah, but his move is to lift you up and throw you really far. That's not much of a move. Yeah, but you know? even though it's not much of a move, I think what they're trying to say, I think. Photographic gonna... reflexes? There yeah, we go, it. photographic yeah. reflexes, yeah. yeah. Um, I think what, what they're trying to say is that, you know, if you know somebody's moves, you can come up with a counter. So even if you can't do the move, if you right. you can copy their move, you can think of a counter. So I, I suppose think, so. Yeah. So... All right, and um, before before we move on to our next one, what are the what do you think about the other people they included? Because right well, now we've seen the vulture. Right. Um, did you see the vulture one? I have not seen that one yet. Yeah, I just know it's there, and, and it's not the usual vulture that right, we know. Because I know it's got a vulture face to it. Yeah, it's it's a younger guy. He was genetically modified by Doc Doc. Right, and and supposedly Doc Ock, you know, like erases memories to you know. So that, so that he could be able to create this creature. And now, nice. he, you know, and, and he turns into a vulture. Like, he morphs, like, physically. Like oh, his, wow. Okay. His face changes. His feet changes. His, he grows the, wings in his arms. Yeah. But it's, like, Incredible Which Hulk. Which then, of course, explain, does not explain how he flies, then, when he's battling. <laughs> that's, that's always this drawback. It's like, yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> so you, you, you included him. The Juggernaut was in an episode, real Juggernaut. quick. Uh, yeah. By the way, I want to know what level his tasers are set at. Because he'll taser a person, and they're like, oh, and then he'll taser the juggernaut and take him down. I'm like, that would have to be said at murdering most human beings immediately. <laughs> you know, he took. He actually has um, a little piece of electro in his in in his uh, 
webbing uh, web shooters. He has a little piece of electro, so that way he shoots at them, and then that's what he could control. So basically, them. you're saying that electro just like just shot his load all over his web shooters, <laughs> and, and that's powered them in some way. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I accept that answer. <laughs> and, and, and since I don't watch the entire Ultimate Spider-Man series, how does how do they appear out of nowhere? The, they, the, the, it's, the, the electro ones they they don't they're not supposed to appear out of nowhere it's some kind of shield tech that yeah gives him like, like a, a setting that he sets that yeah real and quick he'll go from regular webbing to um electro webbing taser webbing is what he calls it yeah god and, yeah. <laughs> and now his flash bomb webbing i'm like really batman <laughs> <laughs> that, that was definitely my well, one of my big problems with it i mean um or at least with the, with, the, with that juggernaut one well at least you didn't live through the spider cycle the spider. Oh, oh he yeah. still has it though. Yeah. Yes, he does. He does have it. Oh yeah. God! Thank God he hasn't used it yet. <laughs> now I've heard. Now I've heard also the Guardians of the Galaxy was on the episode. Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Nova gets a new suit. So does uh, White Tiger gets a new suit at some point too. White Tiger gets a new suit. Yeah. Oh. Oh wait. Wait a minute. She got a white a new suit after. She got a new, so she the, got a new the, suit during the, the Doctor Strange right. the dagger one. Yes. But yeah, Nova gets a new suit. Which, that's the thing I don't like about the show. I never liked about the the other one is that. His teammates really did just drag him down. I mean, they are the most useless members of a team. Um, they do the whole, and of course, I mean, granted, it's not like they made these characters this way. I mean, they're the way they are in the comics for the most part. But it's like Luke Cage replaces Cyborg in the Teen Titans exactly, meaning that they're both supposedly the strongest members of the team. Yet, really, they're not any stronger than anybody else because they'll go to knock someone down, and then Spider-Man just knocks them down. And I'm like, well, then we really don't need you. <laughs> you know, we but, have you as quota. <laughs> yeah, really, pretty much. But like Nova is just ridiculous because I mean, we've seen from the other Ultimate Spider-Man Guardians of the Galaxy that you know when he's with them, he's in space. I mean, he is like the man. Yeah. You know, his power is ridiculous. Meanwhile, he can't take down like you know, Batroc the Leaper. <laughs> whose only ability is to jump around not even with like abnormal mutant ability you know and yet somehow he's able to take down this entire starship yeah. the entire starship you know because they're always they're always hinting they're like oh your helmet has more power than you don't even know how to use it yeah it chops it blends it purees <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like if you hear this all the time that your helmet has unlocked uh, has a lot of potential that you have yet to unlock. Wouldn't you think to like try to unlock it? Maybe? No, I would. I, but see, I, see, I guess I'm the safe one. I wouldn't do that because I'm afraid I'd blow shit up. That's why you do it in <laughs> really? space. With that big ass head of yours, what would you be afraid <laughs> was going to happen? It would go down to a normal size. That, I mean, well, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why the Nova the Nova helmet would not go to the cap because like, it's one size fit most. Yeah, you're not most. <laughs> hey, nice Nova beanie you got there. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my big head, your big forehead. <laughs> None of us are getting that one. <laughs> All right, so anything you want to mention before you go to the rating and move on to Gotham? Mm-mm. i just say this Spider-Verse episodes, they're all right. Okay. Especially the one with Miles Morales. Are they Ralph all right, or are they like for normal people all right? Because you're very forgiving. I'm just saying, you're very forgiving. Uh, I don't think Mike would like it. Okay, that, that that explains a lot. Okay, uh, <laughs> that that could mean a lot because I'm very forgiving. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Everybody knows you can ask Kev. <laughs> I'm the first person to say a kind word about any show that's not working right. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for me to be back on the show. <laughs> Fucking liars! <laughs> All right, so let's give a quick rating. What do you think so far of Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors? Ralph? Yeah, I give it a f- three and a half new warriors out of five. 
three and a half new warriors out of five. The fact they're using the name New Warriors is like, for me, like uh, well, they reference them in the car- in the cartoon as well. Yeah, I know. You mean like those guys? <laughs> no, not those guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'll give my rating real quick. I think I'll, I'm gonna actually go with Ralph. I'm gonna go with three and a half invisible web shooters that Shield says that can come on and off. <laughs> Out of five. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a vast improvement from what they've done. And I think you can see that Marvel saw their mistakes. And unlike DC, they fixed it. <laughs> MFG. Sadly, my rating is an improvement over what I thought the other one was. But I still give it a 4.5. Thank God Jack Kirby didn't live to see this out of 10. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. He would stop suing for rights. <laughs> I really don't want responsibility for this. You can have it. Damn. <laughs> I give up. Mercy, just stop fucking up my character. <laughs> Jack Kirby's going to say, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So th- 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 I won't say there you have it because we still have one more part. But, okay, so now that we're done with Ultimate Spider-Man, let's move to our second show that we've been previewing. It's only been two episodes long, but it's been very interesting. I know a lot of people have been speaking about it. And this show is the I guess you could call it a prequel series known as Gotham. And with another synopsis is a guy that is poking me in my side, telling me to shut up. Mike, the finance guy. All right, here's a synopsis. It's Gotham. Jim Gordon. It's no Batman. (laughs) Bruce Wayne. Young. Watch it. Let's see what's going on. (laughs) And that's what we have. (laughs) Well done, the MFG. You forgot Donald Lowe. (laughs) All right, so Gotham. Mike said it right there. It's it's the um, the time in Gotham that's that was going on before um, Batman even um, ever lived, or ever ever. I'm sorry, ever existed. Yeah. So it's basically Batman hasn't it's, begun. It's, it's, yeah, it's what they... Uh, it's Batman without Batman. I saw the episode zero where there's like a featurette where they're talking about Gotham. Okay. And they say that Gotham is... You know how most Batman movies, you see Bruce Wayne's parents die right. and then you jump to when he's older. Right. This just takes place where, he, where the parents get killed and it just continues from there. Right. So that's how they summed it up. And that really is what it is. Yeah. You know. Now, I'll say going in, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of hope for this. I remember when they announced it. I remember, matter of fact, I remember when they announced the show. And then uh, on top of that, Kevin Smith was joking around with another bat writer, a former bat writer. And they were talking about creating a show that was similar, talking about like making a Smallville, but for Batman. Right. And I, I was like, I'm not interested in that show. I, yeah. I, if you're going to talk about Batman, give me Batman. Right. Don't, don't give me the, the rogues gallery. And, the, and, you know, don't make it Jim Gordon year one, which is what Gotham is. Right. So how do we feel about the show so far? Two episodes old. Mike and I have already had two arguments at my job about it. Where members like, shut up, we're trying to work out. <laughs> that was the old Indian lady. <laughs> my overall opinion, uh, this is, I mean, Grant, I've watched both episodes. Um, a lot of what I had written originally was only based on the first episode, but it still applies to the second one. Is that I just, my overall is it's too ambitious and it makes me feel like the episodes are rushed. Like they're trying to get their point across faster. More so the first episode, but even the second one. But the second one just was, even if it wasn't as much rush, it was still kind of like, okay. <laughs> you know. Ralph, what do you think? Hmm. The first episode left me like questioning what the fuck. I've waited for this all this time. Yeah. But it still, I still found some parts that were you know, entertaining. And it, it left me wanting, saying, hmm, let me check out the second episode before I pass full judgment on it. The second episode I found was a, a lot better. You know, I really enjoyed it. A lot better? All right, it was better. Okay. No, 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 I'm, no. If you're saying a lot better, fine. I'm just clarifying for the audience. A lot better or better? <laughs> it was better. Okay. Okay. The first one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really... I can see where they're trying to go with the story. How the I whole, don't. 
<laughs> Super critical. <laughs> well, because in, in the first episode, um, you see that they have a patsy for the murder of the right. Waynes. And then in the second episode, or at the end of the first episode, you see that Jim knows that there's a patsy. And he, he promises to, to Bruce saying, I'm going to find him for you. I promise. But if you don't think I can, here's my badge and turn me in. Right. And Bruce says, I believe you. You can do it. Go ahead. Find the murderers. Yeah, it's always good to take advice from 12-year-old boys. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's where he learned later. I was about to say, maybe Brian Singer's behind us. <laughs> I think that's where Batman learned later. Well, Jim Gordon came to me when I was a 12-year-old boy. Maybe I should just hire a 12-year-old boy to be with me. <laughs> Urethra. I mean, Eureka. <laughs> Eureka. Uranus. <laughs> that's why he got a dick. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this. I was bothered with a lot of the stuff in the first episode, and I, I'll piggyback on Mike's point. When he said the word, and I think you kind of encapsulated what I'm gonna, what I'm, how I'm gonna review it. It's too ambitious. You're putting too much stuff into it. Now, Mike and I have argued about how how they've approached their ambitiousness, how they've approached introducing some characters. We've kind of differed on that. Yeah, that second one proved my point about how wrong the first one was. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, it did. No, no, no. Because I watched the first episode last night, and I was. You know, listening to what they said, I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna explain the penguin. I'm not even talking about the penguin this time. I'm talking about Harry Bullock. (laughs) Harry Bullock, I I still don't have a problem with. Really? Yeah. So you'd have no problem sitting here if I told you I was going to kill you if you didn't do something just equally as bad. And then in the second episode, hey, we're not that bad together. And it's like, yeah. But remember what he says when he tells when he threatens him. He says, "Look, I like you a lot, and they're going to do something to me, and they're going to do something to Barbara. You know, they're going to do it anyway. So either you kill this guy, or I'm going to be forced to kill you. If you got your back to the wall, you mean to tell me that you you know that you're not going to feel any compassion and be like, wow, well, Mike was about to, you know, kill me. Mike Mike was about to kill me, but because they were going to kill him. No, because that because the whole the whole point about Jim Gordon's personality is that it's like you're supposed to be upholding the law. So if you've gotten yourself in a bad situation like that because you're not upholding the law. And now you're threatening to kill me and my fiance. Well, he didn't say, I, well, he didn't say he was going to kill him. He said, no, he said, no, it, he said the, 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 the exact quote was, if you don't, kill if you him, don't I'm do gonna, them, they're going to find somebody to kill you, kill me and kill your wife. They're going to find someone. It wasn't he didn't say he was him. talking about. He said when he was talking about the penguin, he said, if you don't kill him, no. I'll be forced to kill you and him. He said, I'll be forced to kill you and him. But he didn't say right, anything well, about, right. oh, talking about right, Barbara. No, but before it, there yeah. was a threat to Barbara. What yeah. I'm saying, though, is that there's a threat to Barbara. Yeah. And now you're threatening to kill me. Yeah. I'm like. No, not really. Dude. I, don't, I, I don't. I don't have sympathy for you. You're a bad cop. I don't necessarily have sympathy, you know? but I, but if they turn him around later on, I don't. I don't have too much of a problem with it. I, I do, like I said, because he is. It's the Harvey Bullock that we always had. Even at his worst, he was a lazy cop. This is truly the epitome of a bad cop. Like he, but he, but he was a bad cop in the original Batman. In the original Batman, um, the movie, the the eighty nine movie. Bullock yeah, was in it. I don't even remember. Yeah, Bull- it. Bullock. It, well, if you get a chance to watch the game, you don't fall asleep. <laughs> That's a big if right <laughs> shout, there. Shout out, Kev. <laughs> we'll watch you and Mike together. Be great. Be a fun time. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring my knitting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Bullock's in there, and Bullock's is you can right, see the that's, that's not Bullock's character. I'd be like his character is from the comics, you know, and he's always a lazy cop. And even in year one, like when they find each other, I mean, it's right. like he's a lazy cop. He always has that border, but here he's a filthy, dirty cop. And it's like, I, I don't well, have sympathy for this. The whole know. force is corrupted. Right, but again, but but that's not an answer. Like, okay, so the whole force is corrupted. So if Jim Gordon does the same, I mean, he falls into the same pattern, we're good with that, right? Or are we saying that Jim Gordon Bullock? is better than that so that we can have a cop that would be his... You would expect a cop that's going to become his one of his confidants is a guy that was lazy 
and didn't try and change anything, but didn't fall into the pit. But I, 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 I disagree. I just think, I know what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. You're, you know, if you're going to make somebody a right-hand man, you it's want not, somebody to have similar values. You're going to make sure someone's not going to cut it, it off at a moment's notice. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's what the series is for. You're going <laughs> to build that. You're going to build that that relationship between them, and not that water's totally under the bridge. But you're like, you know what? I can trust him now. You, you're forgetting that um, Gordon is just starting at uh, GCPD. Right. That's another problem I have a problem with too. Is that he evidently doesn't know Gotham, but yet his father was district attorney of Gotham. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I was so I'm like, so you been a cop because they haven't said where he's been a cop he's just been a cop somewhere else and no, you're they, like they they say that he was a soldier that he was at war he yeah but they away. don't you don't go from soldier to detective you have to be a cop and then pass a test and become a detective so you had to be a cop at some point no you can go from soldier to detective uh, that, that's uh, detective you'd have to, you still have to get do the footwork yeah first. you'd have to be even a cop even his wife was or even his fiance was just like i'm just happy you didn't have to wear the, 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 the uniform. uniform and i'm like so where were for you long, she said for long. right right but he didn't wear it at all. So it's like, where were you a cop? I, and why is it that you don't know Gotham to the point that you don't know who the Waynes are? They probably pulled some <laughs> strings and right. got him as a Right, but again, it was just one of those things. Your dad is the, the DA of Gotham, which probably means you're from Gotham. That's right. more understandable. You Most DAs don't. His mom. Could have, but I'm just saying. He's it's just one of those things. But like, you, do, you know... It's you could. <laughs> all right. But but again, we all know where I'm gonna go with this. If you don't tell me that's what happened, <laughs> then it yeah. makes no sense. You know. So that he didn't know who the Waynes were. And also what I love though, because like I said, I just it was a lot of stuff that got me, um, was that he talked to Bruce Wayne, which first of all I love the pol- the police that they just left this traumatized kid alone on the step. That was my favorite part. I'm like, who's who's the kid? Oh, sitting over there by himself, not being comforted. Yeah, that's the one. All right, it's shitty police work, right? And, that, and that's fine enough, uh, except for the fact that he is one of the wealthiest kids in that city right at that moment. But that's neither here nor there either. But he talks to the kid, he gets information from the kid, but he has no idea who the kid is because Bullock has to tell him who the Waynes are. And I'm like, but then your dad was DA. What the fuck is going on with this guy? <laughs> How are you in this city and you don't know who like the most powerful family in the city is? <laughs> you know? he, 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 here's a flashback to Jim Gordon growing up. Hey, son, want to hear about my date? I don't care, dad. <laughs> Play Never, <video> games. ever. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about golf and this dirty place. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's how I that's how it went down. But um, but yeah, I didn't. I also was not emotionally invested in the death of the Waynes at all. I mean, it opened the story, and I was like, I his scream was. I'm sorry, he had a bitch scream. I'm sorry, I don't. Well, want I'm to, glad he did have a bitch scream because he's a kid. He's not supposed to go. No, no I don't want no, but I don't want. Ee! I was like, oh my god, he's, he's a 12 year old kid. <laughs> the, the the balls would drop at some point. It's still he's a tw- <laughs> not not at 12. They don't. <laughs> you want a, a Shatner Khan scream? Khan. Khan! <laughs> I don't know. I just felt the scream was a little much for me. I, I, I actually thought it was the most honest thing in the whole thing. You know? Really? Yeah, I really did. I, I, cause I Because I'm like, oh, thank God. I said to myself, I'm like, oh, I'm glad that they didn't make him scream any more like a kid would scream. I mean, it's just, that's a real scream. Even a cry would have been fine. I, but I heard, I, I, I'm sorry, what? Uh, oh, what no, no, no. I said, for me, a cry would have been so fine. They're so polite. <laughs> well, I heard that in order for them to get him to scream like that, they told him that there wasn't going to be any ice cream in his dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. One of the perv directors was like, wait till later. <laughs> <laughs> we should have that as a sound effect, his scream. Just <laughs> just because I hate it so much. I, I hated it so much. And, 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 I, and I agree with you. It shouldn't be a, a deep cry or whatever, but it should be a cry. I felt like the scream was a little too much over the top. I, I just thought it made him 
real. You okay. Know? But okay. it's really funny. Like, um, I, like I said, a lot of the stuff I had written about the first one, um, and it's really funny that it comes to play. Well, at least we'll see how it comes to play. But I had written. I'm like the opening scene with Selena Kyle. I thought was completely unnecessary, and I did. I, I, I think it was the most ridiculous opening scene I've seen in ages. Um, and her witnessing the Wayne murder, I thought was muddled at best because. Considering the thing about it, she was up top, mm-hmm. and what we saw that she saw again, not talking about the through the imagining of retconning when they decided to have her see something differently later, right? Is that you think she saw less than Bruce did of what happened because she's above, she, she, she was, she was right. above and behind, right. above the, the and behind, right? But she's just like, and, and I said, so this better not be a plot point later. Second episode, I can tell you who murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Okay, this better be a lie because <laughs> that would make no sense at all. <laughs> or she's probably going to just like describe someone. And, and, like, right, well, I'm just say saying that, but it was just that. so funny that like I had written this as a as a problem I had, which with an idea that they would use this as a plot point, and then second episode, yep, yeah. I can well, write this shit. She said, she said, it, and then she's like, I saw him as clear as day. Yeah, clear as day. That's why I was yeah. just like, this better. And I said, this better be a lie, <laughs> because unless clear as day is that she jumped off of that thing, held him, flipped back his hood, and was like, got it. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Time out. Let me go. <laughs> she went to go do that. She's Zach Morris. Huh? Yeah, she is. Okay, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw out a name, and I know Mike's gonna get riled up. I, I've been waiting for this all week. Kim Passenger. That's no. a name. How, oh. about, how about I bought Oswald Cobblepot? Cobblepot. I still don't know why he's called the Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> That's my. Like I said, I mean, if you show me something as to why they call him the Penguin, to call him the Penguin, we're good. Other than that, calling the man a Penguin in an alley well, doesn't it's work. It's because of the way he walked. No, it was, I, I looked at the episode yesterday. They, they didn't. They he didn't have a walk. He didn't have a walk until she beat the shit out of him. With right. It. So his walk was not why he was called the Penguin. And, and all the shot and all the shots they had of him were very um, from the waist up. Yep. I watched but it he twice last night. Yeah, so. Oh, no. I, I, but, I was very observant of but, that. But, the first but time. I'll say this to, to, to counter Mike's point. When, he, she, when they say about the penguin, I know they're going to explain it later because she goes, she calls him my little penguin. And oh, no, at first, the guy in the alley right. says, um, okay, come on, penguin. And he goes, don't call me that. You know, don't call me that. And then right. he says again, don't call me that. So the, uh, the obviously, he says that there's a story behind that name. And they're going to probably bring it out as a plot point. Do you know how lame that reason it will be? There is nothing interesting about a penguin. That th- that to put it in there now, I mean, especially now you're two episodes in and he still has a problem with it. You're like, there's nothing interesting that's going to come out about this penguin. Like, Unless you say that he was abused and he was called a penguin. While they were doing it to him? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's still, I don't care. <laughs> I, mean, like, I still don't care. Although I did love Carol Kane and his mom. Oh, Cal- oh that's right. Carol Kane was his mom. Yeah, yeah that's I, right. I loved her as a mom. I love Carol Kane. P.S. Um, is Renee Montoya a lesbian? Yeah. Always. But I, w- I only thought it was in New 52. No. If she was always... She was a lesbian before New 52. She was a lesbian because... Remember, Bat, Bat Woman was introduced during the crisis time. During 52. During 52, right? yeah. Not the New 52. I'm sorry. I'm thinking 50. I'm sorry. 52. Right. Yeah. I just thought 52 so was something that a new revelation. With her then. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. right. And so evidently she's... Evidently the writers thought that her having a lesbian relationship with Barbara Keene was somehow interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I'm, I'm writing everything down. And she goes, you know, I know her... Very well. And I was like, pause? Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> I really uh, Yeah, we went there. Biblically. <laughs> Biblically. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. What were you going to say before? No, I, I was just saying. No, I was just saying. Like, I, just, it's, I just thought it was just one of those where it's just like, uh, I see. 
we, we thought that that was going to be a teaser. Like, you know. Well, I, I didn't think they were going to go there. I was like, okay, Fo- oh, Fox went there. Oh, the moment she walked in that door, and I was like, oh, she must have been her lover at some point. <laughs> I told you, I could write this shit. <laughs> Barbara Keene, master of the carpet. <laughs> What's funny, though, is like Barbara said, uh, Renee's like, I know you better than he does. Did you tell him? Does he know? She's like, no, he doesn't know. No, but he did ask for a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, I mean, I love, I love the actor, but is is Alfred the goddamn butler? Because <laughs> 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 he is the meanest person. I, he'll be like, shut the fuck up. Oh, Oh yeah, when he, bur- when he burned himself. When he <laughs> Why would you do that, you think, stupid boy? But didn't you see him when he when he got Bruce at the alleyway? Mm-hmm. He was just like eyes forward, straight ahead, and he was like. His, he just watched his parents get gunned <laughs> down. It's not like he showed up even afterwards. It's like he watched his parents get gunned down. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Big Kev has a problem with this. <laughs> he has. He's. Like, I don't like this outfit at all. No, I'm like, dude. I mean, I'm not saying he had to be like the you know milk toast. You know, like you know, just always there, kissing the boy's ass all the time. But I'm like. At least show show us compassion and then show us him building him to be a man. That's right. fine. He's just like, I never liked any of you people. <laughs> you <laughs> How know, about like, the, the whole idea that um, Bruce's parents, or I guess mainly Thomas said, left him a clear instructions that Bruce is supposed to raise himself pretty much. I was kind of like, well, that explains know. Bruce's bad parents <laughs> <laughs> later on. Well, well, now I feel like the circle's complete. <laughs> That's just that's it, well, that's just plot filler. Like that, that just feels like again bad writing. Alfred's like, uh, uh, was it um, Gordon? Jim is like, uh, what did the instructions say? Well, it's just that uh, supposed to leave him to his own devices, pretty much. So yeah, that's very, just stupid. Raise him as best I can, but let him to make his own decisions. To me, what it felt like when the writers wrote that is that what they're trying to, what they wanted to say, and then couldn't think of how to do it instead of showing us, which would have been better. They wanted to make sure, oh, Alfred is not why he became Batman or how he became Batman. No, no, Bruce did it all on his own because, you know, it's Bruce. It's like we could have gotten that by Alfred just raising him like a normal man would be raising a kid. Mm-hmm. But Bruce showed his independence. Not to tell me, oh, his parents had to leave him alone, basically. <laughs> I'm just his bitch. <laughs> you know, like. Because yeah. money means everything, even yeah. to a 12-year-old. Yeah, I'm just like, that's the dumbest statement I've heard so yeah. far in this, this story, you know. <laughs> um, I Oh. Catwoman or Selena Kyle. Right. What the fuck Cat. was up with her? Yeah, Cat later on, which annoyed me too. I'm that like, annoyed at least, me. At least tell me your name is Catherine, but it's not. <laughs> um, but again, from the opening sequence all through the first episode, she is cat like sneaking around. Yeah. Constantly. She is cat like sneaking around on the roof in the beginning. And by the way, did anyone notice the thing about the milk? Yeah. That she stole a full quart of milk from that woman, but when she poured it for the cat, there was like less than an inch left. Mm-hmm. And she just opened it then. Wow. Yeah. Because she stole it from the woman that from her back. It was just one of those weird things. Apparently but anyway, it had a leak. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, but she's sneaking around in the top for no reason in, in the beginning. Then she's sneaking around like a cat at the Wayne funeral for no reason. And then she's sneaking around at the stately Wayne manor like a cat. For no <laughs> I'm, reason. I'm like, can she stand upright? 
Because we never saw her stand upright. <laughs> you know? Maybe she has hunchback disease. <laughs> I was waiting for it. You know? Umbrella's the bells. <laughs> but once again, it's, the, it's them trying to do too much. And yeah. It's kind of like what the whole problem you've said about it. They're being overambitious. They want to make sure that you know this is this person. And from the beginning, they've always had this as as part of their personality. Right. That it's always been this way. Now, there's no change. Maybe maybe when they became evil, it was a slight alteration. But this is who they are intrinsically. Yeah. And it's like, well, they don't have to all be intrinsically that way. Right. You know, especially down to the... You know, uh, she wants to be called cat. And if anyone ever bothers you, you claw their eyes out. Yeah. And I'm like, really? That was a cool effect, though. <laughs> when it, when, when oh, it, when it actually happens to the guy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was, well, I mean, she didn't claw. I mean, she really clawed his eyes she out. She his eyes but out. I'm like, but I'm like saying to this guy, like, when, when, uh, when that crazy woman is just like, he, he takes his hands down. She's like, no, you're fine. I'm like, well, he can't see, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did like, I think that was Amanda Plummer. Think I so. think, and I, because I love Amanda Plummer. She, they, they were great. They were creepy. The, the, the dollmaker's um, yeah, henchman, yeah, yeah, from the, of episode two. They were freaking creepy, and I loved her. But I loved when she goes to shoot the guy, and the thing is like jams up, and yeah. she's like, "Oh shoot, <laughs> what was <laughs> do it again? What was that? Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing." <laughs> that you that think, cracked me up. <laughs> you would think a career henchman would know would pretty much know my time's probably over, yeah, or, or yeah. what the sound of a gun is. <laughs> nope, I only use a billy club. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, one thing. Going back to episode one, real quick. Really, do we have to introduce Poison Ivy? Even oh, though I like the tie in, I like the tie in of the dad and the dad not being the murderer. Right. Like, okay, and I was fine. fine. Oh, I'm I was fine. very fine yeah. with that. Very fine with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that the Poison Ivy was the topper on. That's what made me when I was writing this. I was like too ambitious. There was no purpose. Yeah. I, I mean, none. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it's, not, and it's not like you know she she because remember a lot of poison ivy's, ivy's hatred is the whole thing about um you know the ecosystem and that kind of stuff right. you know they didn't really tie that in very yeah. well oh and by the way speaking well, she of was, uh, she was taking care of some plants oh because that. that says it all yeah I know that <laughs> I was just like really and I did see that too but um but that was another thing that got me too with the uh with her dad and I'm just like uh, excuse me uh if like how did Ivy's massively out of shape father elude the Olympic athlete Gordon. Right. I mean, he eluded him at every. T- he went out a door. Gordon is literally a second and a half behind him, and he's gone in an alleyway. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Well, I'll say <laughs> Did this. the Flash take him? <laughs> hey, they say fat flies. <laughs> Evidently. Well, I mean, hey, one thing I'll say. Is incredible, man. Well, one so. thing I'll say is, I mean, I've seen, I mean, I've played football and not professional football, but I played with guys who were like, who got rejected from professional football. I've seen 300 pound guys move fast. So I can see it. But I'm like, this guy look like he never lifted a weight in his <laughs> no, life. <laughs> that's why I said, I didn't say he was a big muscle bound guy. No, he no, was no, a but, massively no, out of shape usually guy. Defensive, you know? Usually defensive linemen are really strong in their arm, but they're fat. They're, right. they're, like, they're like three, 400 pounds. So they're not, they're maybe muscular in their arm, but it's got to look like he all eats his ham sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> and his other children, because Ivy's the only one, right? <laughs> the only one that, that lived. That survived. <laughs> Yeah, that one just got me. That one really just got me. Oh, now, by the way, how do you like this for um, police detective work? Uh Uh-oh. This is one of my favorite parts. So what happened in the alleyway when the criminal took the necklace? It happens every Batman uh, comic book and cartoon. The pearls, yeah. The pearl necklace burst. Right. Because there's pearls all over the alleyway. Because there are pearls all over the alleyway. So when they finally found the connection and they find that three-strand pearl necklace that just fits the antique look of her pearl necklace shows up at the... um, at the pawn shop, they track it down, back down to the Peppers. Right. And where they find a bag of drugs and a complete strand of pearls in it. 
surprisingly, he was framed for that. Really, let me think. It only had four strands. We know in the alleyway there was a whole bunch of pearls everywhere, and yet at the pawn shop was a necklace with three full, complete strands of pearls. That would mean that there wouldn't be any pearls on the strand that we found in the... Hmm. And I wasn't even trying to be critical. That was just me observing. I'm like, I don't get paid to be a detective, but <laughs> evidently I'm really good. <laughs> like, like at, what, at no point would you just go, but there wouldn't be a strand of pearls. Right. <laughs> you know? So it was just that, that blazing thing. And I'm like, wow, you might be an honest cop, Jim, but you suck as a detective. No, you're remembering it wrong. <laughs> is that they, what it is? They didn't find the pearls at the pawn shop. No, 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 they, no, no. The pearls were at the bag of drugs at the peppers. Yeah. Right. And the police, remember the police come in and they're like, we've got a hit three strand antique necklace pearl has been found at a pawn shop no, they track that trying, back well, trying, 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 I'm sorry pawn. trying right That's but then it tracks back to the peppers and yeah. then there's a complete strand in his place and it's just like mm, <laughs> yeah alright it was just one of those like little things that, that was just like yeah. alright ding ding oh, ding rounds well, over I got, oh. I got one more oh Mike's going for well, actually, go. no I have two more actually. go, go ahead um, go ahead bro First of all, especially when you're wearing a wig. Oh, oh you was she, was she, was she tugged that after she beat the shit out of Cobblepot? I was like, you go, girl. You, <laughs> you got Whitney Houston's wig on. You go ahead. Oh, <laughs> man. I, first of all, Jada Pinkett, I love her. She's so as As Fish Mooney. She's I'm very having surprised. the most fun. I'm very surprised. I was shocked as hell. I thought she was going to be the worst part of the show. And lo and behold, like she's actually the one. And again, I think it's kind of like how I loved um, Chloe from Smallville. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, she's not anybody. And she can be whatever they want her to be, you know. Um, so I just absolutely love her as Fish Mooney because I love the fact that she, you know, she'll try to be like the whole, well, you know, gentlemen, da 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 da, and this sassy thing, and da 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 da, and then she turns around, kill the motherfuckers, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, <laughs> she gets all street in a heartbeat, and I yeah, like she, that, I like that twist that she has in her and stuff like that, and I also love the look of uh, GCPD, by the way, the interior, uh-huh. I love the look of that place. I'm like, you now know, that's what an old police station should look like. Like they yeah. actually built, it took them, I think it was like a month or so to build that whole set. Really, really, yeah. oh wow, that's, that's crazy. Right. But the reason I wanted to mention the Fish Mooney thing um, had nothing to do with that. Now. This one now, I don't know. Again, does it mean it will happen? It's just a thought that threw through my mind. Uh-oh. Please, please tell me that that so-so comedian at Fist Moonies won't eventually become the Joker. Oh, because that probably, actor, probably. because that actor, he's not famous. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who the actor is, but I've seen him before. He's not famous. He's just someone I've seen. For them to get even a face that you even have seen before tells me I'll probably see him again at some point. It could be two years from now. But the fact that he was a comedian, he wasn't that particularly good, and he was even horrified at the violence. That smells Joker to me. Wow. And I thought of that the moment he was up there. I'm like, yeah, please too. don't tell me I that's going to be the Joker. That. I didn't me think too. something. Um, something about the comedian made me, just like me being around Batman made me feel something, but it, I didn't pinpoint it to that could possibly be the Joker. Oh, wow. I, I, because they kept saying that they're like, they're, they hinted that they won't deal with the Joker, really. But I think at some point his presence will eventually, if the series continues. I'm not talking about first season. They got to make it the first season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If it continues, they'll probably start to like link a little bit more. Oh, and, oh, but characters that also, how annoying was the Riddler? First, <laughs> he opened his mouth. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> and then, uh, 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 what's, the what's, the, uh, what's it? Come on, spit it out. What? Who? That leaves with dead air. Gord, uh, Donalo's character, what's his name? Uh, Bullock. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Bullock is like spit it out Enigma mm-hmm. and he's like and all the black people got offended what did he say let's be <laughs> <find> that 
<laughs> oh man he's like no freaking riddles just tell us what it is yeah when, and especially when he said no freaking riddles, i was like spoon feeding yeah I, know, I think he said no puzzles and he's like it's, they're riddles yeah and it's like that made it worse yeah <laughs> but you know i don't mind i don't mind the riddler being annoying because honestly he's an annoying villain so i mean for him to be annoying as a, just a person i can see that yeah, you know right. him being eccentric and, and right. kind of over the top i didn't mind that too much but you're right he was like it was like the moment he finished that first sentence, I was like, I hate you. <laughs> how, about, how about the fact that they have him as a forensic tech, and in some other stories, he's just like a chemist or something that, mm-hmm. that works for a, a different company, not for the Yeah, DC they had company. to figure out all this as they went along. They, they're, they're trying to figure out how to blend this as much as possible, and I'm like... But at the same time, all I keep thinking is... as, as I mean, granted, you figure these people, like the, a lot of people, um, like the Riddler or something like that... Or even the Penguin. I mean, Penguin's probably his early 20s, but the Riddler looked like he was probably in his late 20s, maybe even early 30s at the most. But I'm just like, so Batman fights a lot of old men, basically. <laughs> I mean, because I'm like, you know, you get the feeling they're all his age normally in the comics. You're like, he's just going to fight a lot of old dudes. I'm, I'm wondering when Dent comes. That's why he wins. In. When what? When Harvey Dent comes. Oh, I don't know what I thought you said at first. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I said dick? <laughs> no, I thought you said like, like Dreadstar, and I'm like, what? Dreadstar. I'm like, where's that? that, that that's my hip hop side. Dreadstar, <laughs> aka Cap. He thought you said, I wonder when Harvey Stick comes. <laughs> <laughs> it comes whenever. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Whenever Fish Mooney says it will. <laughs> Fish Mooney's hot. God bless you, Will Smith. She looked okay. great, by the way, she too. Did she look really fantastic. did. Like the second episode, that dress she had on. When she, that scene, by the way, in the restaurant. Like, and it's really, that is another thing I find weird. And it has nothing to do with the actors, per se. But, I mean, I have to say it must be the director because he's allowing it to be done. You notice that Fish Mooney and Bruce Wayne speak the same way, which is not natural. Like, what, what, like, like, like with Bruce, you can, you could say if you really want to, to say it's high society. But they have a very stilted language. So, like, like um, when, uh, when uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is talking to uh, John Doman as Carmine uh, Falcone, mm-hmm. who I love that guy. He's a great oh, he actor. Great, yeah. He is a great actor in general. Mm-hmm. If you rewatch that, listen to them talk. Because he's just like, natural, 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 natural. Well, I, such and such and so, like, she, she has a very stilted talk, and so does Bruce, whereas most oh, everyone else talks Bruce, very yeah. natural. I noticed it in Bruce. You know? I didn't, I didn't and mean. with Bruce, I'm like, we'll probably try and say it's his upbringing, but it still, it sounds very unnatural. With her, it's the same way. And when I was listening to her in Falcone, and he wasn't doing it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. But I did love that scene. Well, maybe they're saying, oh, Fish Mooney won't be alive too long. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking care. I imagine she's going to be around for a while, I would I, think, anyhow. I thought you'd be mad that they don't explain how Fish Mooney and Falcone uh, like know each other, how he yeah. allows her to exist. Oh, that's, I mean, when you come to crime families that already exist, I'm good with that because that's just crime families. I don't need you to give me every single thing. But like if, like, if she just literally walked in, if I saw her walk into town in episode one and take over, I'd be like, you better explain that. But like she's already there. That's yeah. that's you know. I was curious though if he was trying to say that the Waynes were some kind of because he was. I he was alluding kind of, to the fact that you know that him and the Waynes were close. Yeah, and like, like they might have been dirty but, but, or something. Yeah, I thought so. But but then I thought about you know I think he's talking about just power, right? Like, like money, like, just power, power, yeah, money. You know, yeah, like you know we're, we're, we're organized crime. You know, Waynes were doing whatever they're doing, right? Okay, but, but I did. I love that scene. But at the same time, I had to say that uh, it was really funny when you know after he basically well beats up the, her boy toy and then leaves now. They weren't sitting next to the front door. So he walks away. And I'm thinking, he's not rushing. He's an, uh, an older guy. She stands up at like five seconds. And she's like, everyone out. And I'm like, you know, even if he's out the front door, he's going to watch all these people. Leave. <laughs> like, it was just like, you did kind of, you could have waited a bit. <laughs> you know. But I love that scene. I just thought, because I love her. I like the way she just, she just flips. 
you know, just like mm-hmm. immediately, you know, and she just goes immediately psycho. I just love it. You know, it was great. I mean, you mess with a woman's vibrator. What are you going to do? <laughs> Ratings. <laughs> All right, so let's let's start, let's go for it. Um, how do you rate the first two episodes of Gotham, Mike? I say, uh, hmm. Okay, it takes a little bit. So when Batman finally emerges, and all these whack job criminals come out. And Gordon's going to reflect that on like just his very first day he met Penguin, Riddler, and Poison Ivy on the same day, and 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 God knows now that how he's met like Selena Kyle, who will become Catwoman. So all I can think of is in honor of this, I'm going to give this six. James Gordon saying "fuck my life" out of ten. Wow! <laughs> because to be seriously, <laughs> it's like I met every major criminal this city will ever have. <laughs> Within a span of a few days, you know. <laughs> wow, it was very eventful. My first few days in Gotham. <laughs> I'm gonna give it um, a very interesting two and a half cowls that aren't there because there's no Batman out of five. I I'm, I feel like there's a lot left to go, but it's not interesting enough for me to to keep. It's almost it feels like Agents of Shield in some ways, where I'm, I'm kind of it's where Agents Shield Agents of Shield are. The superhero story, but without the superheroes. Okay. And just the agents. I feel the same way about this Batman story. And, and I want to make something really clear, though. That two and a half out of five is a five out of ten, Kev. So I'm not the hater. I gave it a <laughs> six out of ten. I wanted to clarify that for, yeah, for you, the math for the math strugglers. Yeah, but you but you hated on, on Web Warriors. You gave it a four and a half out of ten. Yes. <laughs> I was being nice. MFG. RT Square. Yeah, don't ever confuse me. I'm the good-looking one. <laughs> You're looking at me. That's why. <laughs> Your mirror lies. Uh, I give it seven young Bruce screams out of ten. Wow, <laughs> seven out of ten. Woo! Look at you. So, so you really feel like? You're t- I'm telling you, that second episode, like it really, it, it made up for the first I, one. I definitely agree. I just feel like you know they, they, they're trying to do too much, but I I will agree. The, the second episode did help with the first episode and appreciating it. So No, it did. I mean, the second episode was better. Not so much that it was a good episode per se. It was just better than the first one. Yeah. Um, because it, it just felt like they like, pulled back and was like, okay, just slow it down a little bit there. <laughs> you know. But still need some work. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. Gotham and Web Warriors. Tweak, 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 tweak. Not tweet. Tweak. So we'll be back with more Meanwhile 22 Pages later as I get some water and Mike figures out some more things to hate on. Hi, everyone. This is Mike the Finance Guy. You spend time listening to me, Ralph, and the Cap. Now we want to listen to you. Like us on Facebook at Meanwhile 22 Pages Later and send us your comments and enjoy our content. Also, join us on Twitter at Meanwhile 22 and catch our website at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. But don't forget to download our podcast for free on iTunes and give us your review. Now, back to the show. You know what's funny? Right now, we're getting ready to start. And I'm like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Press the button. And I didn't have my place on my iPad. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you say I'm not prepared. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many transitions are you going to put in or not put in, Ralph? <laughs> Just going to put them all in. What? What? <laughs> I wasn't listening. You know, you mean the podcast? <laughs> 30 minutes of transitions. When is the show going to start? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Welcome back to the second half of Meanwhile, 22 pages later. All right. So... This is a segment that we like to do every once in a while because, once again, there's a graveyard somewhere. And in this graveyard are a bunch of TV shows that should have lasted a lot longer, but unfortunately have met their demise. 
And and now we're pulling them into the scraps network. And now, <laughs> by the way, Joe, shout out to Joe. Joe loves that idea. Joe's like, oh, scraps network. Yeah, yeah, Joe's like, oh my goodness, you guys should invest in that. <laughs> yeah, great. Give us the money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we could. What do they call that thing where, where people give you money to do something? Panhandling. Not pa- <laughs> Kickstarter. What? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah. Kickstarter Mike. <laughs> or, or Indiegogo. Or Indiegogo. Right, yeah. right. So we we could do that for our network. I think we could do that. And I could fund you know Meanwhile Twenty Two. That sounds great. And what do we all know about uh, TV stations? Just give us the money. We'll figure it out. <laughs> let, let, let me give a let me give an RT square answer. Ah, it can't be that hard. What That's you right. should do is it's like falling <laughs> off a bike or driving a tank. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say about flying, right? It's like driving a tank. <laughs> no, no, flying is simple. Just jump and miss the ground. Boom! Boom! Oh God! Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's how you could fly. Oh really? Yeah. Oh good. You just have to jump and miss the ground. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're on to the segment "Gone Too Soon," where we talk about TV shows that existed and hope that wish that they would come back, but they kind of got rid of them a little bit too quickly, a little too prematurely. And it's so funny that we're saying the segment and the sun's coming out. Ah, the sun will come out right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um. I'm going to start with mine because mine's kind of lame Black Annie's here. <laughs> well, what does Steven call him? Tanny. Tanny. <laughs> Shout well, out to Steve. Love you, bro. Tanny. <laughs> I'll start with mine because mine is quick. When we were discussing... Oh, mine was quick. <laughs> Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. My last long time. <laughs> Two, three minutes at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Rapid fire. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough dick jokes. So... Um, I actually was gonna go with a non-sci-fi um show, okay? Because I because I um I know we're we're a sci-fi nerd um podcast. Is this gonna be like Days of Our Lives or no, 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 <laughs> All no, My no, Children no, no. or something? No, actually, <laughs> I, I, like I was telling, I told Ralph when he first got to, into the house. All my niños, <laughs> all my niños. <laughs> You sounded mad at Puerto Rican right there. <laughs> yeah, I used the word mad. <laughs> so um, I was going to suggest. The show, the newsroom, that's on HBO. Okay. And I was like, oh yeah, that show was gone too soon. They did two seasons and they cut it off. It's only to find out this morning that they um, they just signed it on for one more season. Oh wow! And Ralph goes, wow, they must have heard your True Blood rant a couple episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna lose our only demographic, (laughs) the cop. (laughs) Hey, newsroom is a fantastic show. If you're a geek but not always into sci-fi and you're into world world events. Watch it. Fantastic show. But obviously, I couldn't go there. Just a reminder. The cap said this would be quick. <laughs> oh, you mean like quick news? <laughs> I warn everybody. <laughs> I warned you guys, too. It's me, the cap, the long-windedness. <laughs> but I, the, my show that I'm going to pick, Beware of the Batman. I know it hasn't ended yet. Beware the Bat. I like that song. <laughs> that's because that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's short and to the point. <laughs> <laughs> but for, I mean, for me, I, I I like that show, and I feel like it was. Here's why I feel like it was gone too soon. One of our first episodes ever on this podcast was dogging Beware the Batman. Dogging, mm-hmm. we were relentless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 really like. What's this? We you know. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Mike, I'm sorry. Mike and I, Father Father Ralph, <laughs> who can't say bad things about anything, even when it's horrible, unless it was Justice League War. <laughs> 
but yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah silence from over there. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, just three more. <laughs> I'm working on my answers. Hold on. Yeah, right, right, right. Like you work on geeks on the go. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, so um, long and short, Beware the Batman. I felt was starting a different kind of cartoon, a different kind of Batman cartoon for the Bat Mythos, where all this time we talk about Batman. And his um, menagerie, uh, menagerie, that's animals, um, his gallery of villains, um, where you have this incarnation of Batman and they talk about the lesser known villains and a young Batman, you know, going through it. I liked the way it looked visually and it got better as it moved along with the computer graphics. Mm -hmm. And also, I kind of got used to the idea of Katana being the sidekick instead of Robin. Oh, Um, I was fine with Katana being the sidekick. I just hated the lame villains. But I kind of like that they're trying to make some of the lame villains more um, more relevant. Like Anarchy? Anarchy was... he was he Like was, Humpty Dumpty? Hum, no, Humpty Dumpty I kind of liked. He makes a second appearance. Magpie? Metamorpho. Magpie was okay. Makes a second really? Appearance. It was okay. Watch those shows again. <laughs> no, what? They, um, Magpie, uh, Metamorpho, and Humpty, they all make a second appearance. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So so I I like the fact Computer. that... Computer. Last known location of Humpty. Humpty. <laughs> The wall? <laughs> <laughs> no. I loved when it said that. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Last known location of Humpty Dumpty. The, the wall. wall. <laughs> so, so now Batman's computer is, is Siri. <laughs> That's the best answer in the so world, awesome. though. <laughs> but, but yeah, I like the way they're building on his relationship with these other lesser known characters and try to make them a little bit more relevant. Okay. So, so I, I really felt like they were going in a really good direction. And I haven't watched the last couple of episodes, but because they put it in a, such a fucking sucky time yeah, slot. Yeah, I think they said it was going to be on at 3 a.m., but I think it's on at like 5 a.m. Yeah. I'm like, really? It's real, really a bad, bad, bad place to put it. But I feel I feel with all the stuff that you're doing with Batman, if you're going to do Gotham, I think you can do Beware the Bat. But is, is it true that they're also coming out with another Batman show? That's what I hear. I hadn't heard anything, so but I it wouldn't heard, surprise me. Did they come out with another Batman cartoon? I'd be very, I'm, I will be very, very surprised if we do not get a Superman cartoon pretty soon. I, I heard that... Or even Justice League. I mean, just something reminiscent of the movie that's going to be coming out soon. Right. I heard that they're trying to bring back um, uh, Young Justice. Yeah, I heard about that too. They're trying to bring Somebody that back. Angry people. But you know what, the, what will piss me off is if they do bring it back, but they don't bring it back with any of the same anything. Yeah. Like it'll be different artwork, different writers, and you can be like, "Why did you do?" That? Yeah, it'll be like, "Why did you just do that?" And, yeah, and then that they're they're canceling "Beware the Batman" because they're trying to make a different Batman. So that's what I heard. That, 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 that Mike had hinted about that. You've mentioned that also. Now it seems like it's coming to fruition. Yeah. But I really feel like they they really could have stayed with "Beware the Batman" a little bit longer. You know, they could have really given it at least a full, a, a full season and a half. Right. Like really let it let it get its you know wings under him, mm-hmm. so to speak. <laughs> wings <laughs> under him. wow okay mike what do you have for gone too soon gone too soon the show i've mentioned before and i still love it because it was great pushing daisies i've never seen that i've always heard the advertisements but is that a gardening show uh no (laughs) on hg network (laughs) (laughs) it's just they shovel the dirt and they put the flowers in it's wonderful now um, don't forget the fertilizer (laughs) i leave that for you wow Um, Pushing Daisies was on ABC from 2007 to 2009 and made 22 episodes. Uh, so that was like two seasons-ish that yeah. kind of made it. Um, the story, it's about uh, a guy named Ned. They actually never gave us his last name, which is weird because you never notice it until you try and reference back and you're like, Ned, the pie maker? Because he was a pie <laughs> maker. And you're like, because that's always how he was referred to. But uh, we never got his last name. But uh, Ned was played by uh, Lee Pace. 
people would know Lee Pace because he was in Lee Pace. Mm-hmm. I, the name's familiar. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He was Ronan. Hello. Yes. Oh yeah, wow, so he was Ronan the yeah. Accuser. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's a pie maker with the ability to bring anything dead back to life. Okay, For, just by touching it. For long, like forever. Ah. Well, he, well, I'll get to that. He first learns of his ability as a boy when he accidentally revives his golden lab Digby after he was hit by a car. He also reanimates his mother after she dies from an aneurysm when he's what? a little boy. Right? Stop. It's a pretty cool power, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but there is a very, very big downside to this gift. Actually, of two of them. If he touches the revive thing a second time, it dies again forever. He can't revive it. So he can't touch it again? Yeah. How did he learn this? His mom kissed him goodnight later on that night after he brought her back. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she died again. You're going to oh, make me cry. Yeah, That's was, horrible. That was really a sad one. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, they, but it's told in such a whimsical way because it's told like a fairy tale very often, especially with the narrator. But also, if anything he revives is not touched by him a second time within 60 seconds, it will stay alive um, unless he touches it again. But, and here's the other but, something of equal life will die. So wow. if he brought, so like when he so it turns out he didn't know this till later in the show when he revived because he didn't know this still as a kid when he revived his mom, and of course didn't touch her within the sixty seconds a neighbor died, and it oh. turned out it was the father of this girl that he liked. Oh but my! He didn't God. realize it's still an adult. Yeah. yeah. So it's that kind of an exchange of a life. It's like kind of a life wow. for a life kind of a thing. Yeah. That is very- so. If he doesn't kill them before sixty seconds, someone else dies. Right. If it's a person, yeah, someone else will die. Holy smokes! Yeah. Um, and they'll and that the person that he's an- reanimated will still die if he touches them again, though. So that basically now the life life two lives lost, you know that kind of a thing. Um, but it's, I mean, as much as that sounds so deep, or whatever they don't like. I said it's done in a very lighthearted way because um, it is much more of a comedy pseudo detective pseudo like uh, it's like a it's a, it's like a forensic fairy tale basically almost. Um, so anyhow, uh, so years later he resurrects um, Charlotte Charles, who was also called Chuck. That was his childhood sweetheart. She dies in some accident, and he just really couldn't imagine life without her being there. They weren't going out at the time. He just always had a crush on her. Um, they do fall in love, but I mean, when you realize, though, that the heartbreak is that they can never touch, even though they love each other, because she'll die again. Oh, it's Gambit and Rogue. What if he wears, like, a full latex suit? <laughs> oh, they have things, like, where, like, like, to kiss each other, like, real fast. Some, they'll put up, like, a sheet of plastic wrap. As long as he doesn't actually touch her. Skin to skin. Physical. Right, yeah, yeah, skin to skin. Um, Ned's business, which is called The Pie Hole, you gotta love that name. Uh, has uh, been financially suffering, so he works with a, a private investigator called Emerson Cod, who's uh, played by Chai McBride, a big black guy. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and what they do is that, uh, since he's a PI, what they do is that they'll have Ned revive a person who died under mysterious circumstances, and then if they solve the case, and they split the money 50-50. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's kind of pretty cool um, idea that way. Also includes, uh, the cast also includes uh, Olive Snook, who's played by Kristen Chenoweth. Chris Chenoweth. Um, uh, oh, what's her name from the other ABC shows that she was on? She was on Desperate. No, she was on Desperate. Was she? No, no, she was on. Um, she was on that, that that show about them and Good Christian Bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was actually yeah GCB. That's what it was. That Bless was funny. Her heart. Yeah. yeah, I love her. That she's just a lot of fun. Um, she was the pie holes waitress that secretly pined after Ned, but you know she didn't know about his or Chuck's secret for that matter. And you get like these really weird aunts um, of Chuck's. Uh, they were uh, Vivian and Lily, played by Ellen Green and Susie Kurtz. Ellen Green was uh, if you ever saw the the movie that was the musical of Little House of Horrors. Yes, she was uh, Audrey. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Swizzy Curse has been around. It's kind of hard to describe her, and I don't think anybody would have really watched things if she was on. Um, but there are agoraphobes that don't ever leave the house there, and they, they don't know their niece is alive, and you know they keep hiding this from them and stuff like that. 
but so the show was just because it was really it was a bunch of quirky characters there was just lots of great wordplay metaphors double entendres like things that i love like that i had incredibly and creative writing and tons of plot twists and it was just so much fun because no matter how deep like i said about the way things he could bring back the dead or all where it was just so much fun the cool thing was and it was just again because uh, only mcbride i mean i'm sorry only the 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 the, the pi and Chuck and Ned, of course, only knew about his power. So in his pie factory, he, instead of, like, buying all, like, this new stuff, he would just buy, like, old bad fruit and just touch it all. And it would be revived and be fresh and everything like that. Oh, my goodness. But the only quirk to it was, of course, is, guess what he could never eat? His own pies. Yeah. Oh. And so one time he had to eat one. He's like, <laughs> oh, my just, God. It just all it died, right? Yeah, right. In his mouth. So, like, there was this one cool episode where they, um, a, a rival pie company, of course, uh, decides to someone's um, a health inspector over and they open up. And he's just like, no, don't open up the pantry. They're like, why, Ned? Because I mean, everyone else is like, it should be great. Open up. It's all dead fruits. In there. Oh. <laughs> you know, flies everywhere. And they're like, he's like, I can explain, but I can't. <laughs> you know, it, It's funny. You just said that about, you know, him eating his own pie and the, the fruit, you know, rotting in his mouth yeah. don't ask me why i heard this 80s song in my head and i'll sing it and you'll know it you won't know it it's like oh i just died in your mouth tonight oh, that's just, <laughs> it must have been something you said that song sounds familiar <laughs> <laughs> oh it's i don't but that's different lyrics but i don't know who sang that song i gotta look it up i, it's on my, I have it on my yeah on, on my but anyhow um it was actually critically acclaimed the the show i uh, had a devoted fan base it was nominated for 17 primetime emmys what and won seven of them so wait, it yeah. won it won yeah. seven awards. Yeah, won seven awards, including outstanding directing for a comedy series by Barry Sonnenfeld and outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series for Kristen Chenoweth. So they so, won awards. So the, and it was still canceled. And in your research, does it say why it was canceled? No, no. It just I mean, and the saddest part is when it came back. It was the writing started out really well, but then when they when you heard it was going to be canceled, and they they tried to wrap it up, even though. It, it was rushed and it felt rushed and like the last few episodes Aww. felt rushed so they weren't as good and it just felt bad by that point because it was such a great show yeah that, that's that's really sad yeah but my favorite thing is it i mean granted i mean you know to each his own on different lines but for me it had one of the best final lines in, in any television series i can think of anyhow that went out of its way to have a final line because like i said a lot of the show was narrated mm-hmm. so like it would begin like you know it might say something like you know the cat was sitting at the such and such and so and so just doing so you know it was right. like narrated like that so you get little bits like if there was a flashback to something the, uh, the, the guy would narrate it right um so at the end you hear that same voice and uh the town that they were in was called uh Cour de Cour, which is heart of hearts so it's actually kind of a really cool town um it just said uh at that moment in the town of Cour de Cour, events occurred that are not were not and should never be considered an ending. For endings, as it is known, are where we begin. I just thought that was such yeah, that was a pretty clever, a really clever ending, you know, to it and stuff like that. See, the, those writers should have been the ones who did How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I was so mad at that ending. Yeah. Oh wow. But, okay. But, so, I love this. If you have a chance to watch them, it's only twenty two yeah. episodes. I mean, just watch them. They they're just fun. Are they on Netflix or? I would imagine. I haven't looked for it because I have seen them all, but I actually should watch them again myself. But I'm pretty sure Netflix has them. All right. Have cool. To. All right. Pushing up daisies. And mind you, I always saw the just pushing daisies. Pushing daisies. And, and I just <laughs> pushing up daisies. Sorry. I added a word. That's what it I sounds do. like a porno. Pushing up, well, pushing in Daisy, maybe. <laughs> wow, that's horrible. Anyway, <laughs> so, and, and then you wonder why I don't let so many people know that I do this podcast. <laughs> Especially Daisy. <laughs> right. Oh, Daisy. Daisy was a supple one. Um, <laughs> Gigi, that's your code name. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble after this podcast. 
<laughs> I think we'll be suspended for a couple of weeks. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But it'll be enough time for our next one. Ralph, what do you have for Gone Too Soon? Well, you always save the best for last. And the show I'm talking about. Turn off your phone. <laughs> turn, turn off the mic now. I said, turn off the phone. I think you did it already. <laughs> turn off the mic. Go ahead. Almost Human, which aired oh. on Fox. And it's a recent show. I like that show. That show was really good. I know Mike at first said he didn't like it. And yeah, then, I was kind of on the fence. I didn't yeah. not like it because I watched it, but I was on the fence, definitely. Because you know when Mike doesn't like it because he, he'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that for hidden? <laughs> the premise of the show centers around uh, it's in the future where you have, in, instead of having a lot of uh, human cops, you have co- uh, cops paired with uh, robots. They call them... Uh, Cylons? <laughs> Sorry, but that's Battlestar. <laughs> I used to like that. I love that eye. Um, MDXs is what they call them. Okay. Ooh. I forget what it stands for, but it's pretty much just androids. that They look human-like and uh, they're to protect the cops when they go into situations that um, would most likely result in the cop's death. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, the main character is played by Carl Urban as Detective John Kennix. Right. And he's partnered with this older model android uh, called DNR. And they were designed to sort of have this function where they can feel emotions or display emotions. Right. Way, to be more human. And he's, he's played by Michael Early. I know Michael Early, yeah. And his character name is called Dorian. So it was a DRN Dorian. Gotcha. So he's pretty much, he's one of the last of his kind that is still a cop. The other, all the DRNs were repurposed to be like mechanics or something else. Okay. There's even an episode where they meet another DRN and he reactivates his, his like uh, cop mode, I guess you could say. And they go after a guy just so like he could get one last thrill, I guess, in a way. Cause, cause Dorian's like, you know, everybody deserves to get their last, like their last case or whatever. Um, but in, in the process, uh, the reason that like they get paired together is because Kenix is one of these guys who he lost his leg in an explosion, and in the explosion it turns out that it was his uh, wife that she was a terrorist or something. Wow! Right, so he replays that that tries to gain back that memory, but in the explosion he has suffered some head trauma also. And doesn't uh, he have like a robotic leg? Yeah, right? he has a yeah. robotic leg. So he's kind of that almost like uh, I robot, I robot kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, where he he hates he doesn't really like robots a lot. He doesn't hate them. He just feels like they're they're not human, you know. Right. Um, so he he despises the, the MDXs because they they just think logically, but when they pair him with Dorian, he actually you know they they become friends because Dorian's more human than than the other. Androids. Which was a problem with that model, right? That yeah, was a problem with a lot of the other the, models. That they became too emotional, mm-hmm. you know. And they actually, I think one of them, like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I went there. They they said that uh, some of them um, c- committed suicide. Like, they killed themselves. Oh, my because, God. Because they couldn't handle being a police officer. Wow, that, that's, that's yeah. pretty deep. Okay. So that's, that's the whole thing. So, like, there was uh, one thing where this woman is trapped in a box, one case where she's trapped in a box, and I think she ends up about to die. And uh, Kanix looks to Dory, and he's like, are you all right? Are you about to pop? You know, if you're about to pop, let me know, and I'll see if I can help you. Yeah. You know? Uh, but they, their partnership grows, and they solve a lot of cases, and like they they become known. And throughout the series, there's this underlying conspiracy of this like terrorist group, and where it turns out that the creator, Dorian's creator, is the bad guy. 
at first they think he's he's like the victim of this whole thing, mm-hmm. and it turns out he's the puppet master pulling the strings. Oh, cool. Ah, okay. Is that where it left off? That, yeah, that's where it, ah, it ended. Dude. And there's this there's this thing because it's, since it's the future, you see all this technology and it's new new cars and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, there's no longer they don't use cash. Bitcoin is what they use. Hmm. Right? Sounds like now. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Big card. Oh. No, I said Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, okay. Bitcoin. I said Bitcoin. I'm like Bitcoin, big money. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, Bitcoin is digital currency. So that's yeah, once again, it sounds like now nobody yeah. freaking buys it. Get goes to the ATM. They fucking do everything by by debit. Yeah, yeah. But now it's this is no longer. It's not dollars and cents or anything. Bitcoin is the, the this currency. misunderstanding is brought to you by Cap and his age old <laughs> <laughs> way of doing business. <laughs> yeah, I still get checks from one of my jobs. <laughs> So oh, on papyrus, <laughs> you have that, and then there's also this like they talk about this wall. They never really explain it, but it appears that like past this wall, there's some sort of like non-technologist people that are like trying to destroy this civilization. You know, but it's are they just called the haters? I don't know. They don't, they don't really make reference. <laughs> They're led by you. <laughs> all, you, all you see is Dorian's creator heading towards the wall and then someone throws a rope over and they pull them over to the other side wow they really are bad <laughs> they're, they're so old tech they don't even use doors <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the, one of the things that makes Dorian unique is because ha- he has this thing that they pretty much call the soul Okay, and that's what makes him so when the, when the creator leaves he has a whole case of those souls so you know that he's planning to create like sort of an, ar- an army okay. to be able to kill people relentlessly like that oh wow okay it sounds like it was it was a pretty good show i, I remember it? watching one episode it, and it was, was okay but you know it was a good show yeah, it did have it had some good things they were trying to talk about trying to, to get out there and it had um oh what's that woman's name uh lillian oh she was the police chief because i like her lillian uh can i think of the actress's name lily taylor lily taylor i just like i think she's a really good actress she didn't have a huge role but she was just their boss but i like her yeah, that was a good story. And there was also the the people that were genetically perfect or something like that, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. There was there was one episode where um, some people, like the rich, if they wanted to, they can genetically modify their children to have never be sick, to be talented, you know, look beautifully in a certain way, like that. And one of the one of the detectives is one of these uh, genetic people. And it's, it's weird that one of those genetic people would become a cop because they can pretty much, you know, they'll be smart. They could do whatever they want. Yeah. So there was also, one, I think it's just too labor intensive for them. They all seem to be kind of like, yeah. oh, that's beneath us. Oh. Yeah, they are. They're all like that. So, so in the case, it was someone was like um, creating, a, I think it's a synthetic drug or something mm-hmm. yeah, that something would like that. only affect them. And it was like for them to get high or some shit. I forgot what it was entirely, but. Yeah, it was. It was also a pretty interesting yeah. talk about society and when what we're willing to go through and what kind of people we produce. You know, to, stuff to like that. Genetically modified, but it's only for the rich. And so, like, there was a club where you could only get in if you were one of them. Oh wow! Yeah, and they would like do some kind of a scan or something like that, so they knew you weren't lying. Plus, a lot of times they they would just look at you and be like, "You're just not one of us." <laughs> they were very obnoxious people. Yeah, there was another episode where um, this guy was taking the skin off of people. And oh putting, God! Putting it on robots to make them feel more realistic because they were sex robots. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, suddenly, oh, Cap's on board now. He's like, "Oh, oh that's gotta... disgusting!" Oh, sex robot. <laughs> now we're talking. That's sarcasm, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. But but I'll tell you one thing. That's a very creative way of using skin. Though I don't. I wonder how they would keep it from decaying. But okay. The dick patches off the like. They would keep the person alive, 
Take, oh. take patches off their skin, let it grow back, and then take more. Oh, my God. So, like, the person would be alive for months at a time, like, in a, in a chemically induced coma. Just oh, it's kind of like the fucking Matrix, where they kept people in comas, and they kind of drained their, yeah. their 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 energy from, you know, being a battery. Pretty much. And then um, what, was, what was pretty cool was this one thing where, I think it was the first episode. The guys, yeah, it was, it was the first episode. No, well. It was the same episode where they're talking about the sex workers. Uh-huh. Um, and they go into a hotel, right? When the, the, the bad guys are going into a hotel, they have this thing over their head that is, it just looks like LEDs all over their heads to disguise them so the cameras can't tell who they are. And then when they go into the room and they kill this guy, the, they kill the John and then they leave, they explode this thing where they call a DNA pack where it just throws a whole bunch of random uh, DNA samples in the room. Wow. So the cops can't tell who was there. Oh, my God. That's smart advice. That's, 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 smart re- that's really cool. Yeah, so that's like a pretty good show. Oh, yeah, it is. All right, so there you have it. Three shows that were gone too soon. And according to Joe, maybe we need to invest in that Scraps Network. But whoa, don't go anywhere, because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. All right, you already know what we got to do. What do we got to do? I give quick questions. You guys yeah. give quick answers. I'm already uh, doubting both of those statements right there. <laughs> Let uh, out the answer. I between you both. and I, we're both long-winded. <laughs> can, can the answers be moderately slow? <laughs> All right. Let me explain for the for those who, who are just listening brand new. Who might be just listening? I, I don't know. Anybody. <laughs> Jazz, are you just listening? Jazz, ah, are you listening out there? <laughs> Jazz, Jazz, I hear you want to come on the show and make a debate on how great Man of Steel was. I am offering a challenge over the podcast. You come to the podcast, and please, we will make a segment on you defending Man of Steel. Can anyone defend Man of Steel? I don't think they can. Did the, did <laughs> the writers? Even, no. Not even the Man of Steel himself can defend it. <laughs> yeah, Superman's like, yeah, yeah, anything about that movie? I have no, 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 I have no involvement He's in like, that. Listen, I was just following the script, man. That's <laughs> how it works. Was that crime somewhere? Gotta go. <laughs> 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 well, so for jazz, <laughs> hopefully you get on soon. All right, so um, I think we're ready for questions. Do you think we could do it? On is that, that a minute? question? Is that? Was oh, it, was, question? Should the timer be going? That was a question. No, 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 no. Oh no! Okay. Be <laughs> <laughs> Last time we fucked up the timer. So <laughs> we, we, we coming from? <laughs> oh, I have nothing to this, do with this. What am I, French? This podcast is a group effort. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you, the Queen of England? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a queen, but you know. Whatever. Okay, then where is our paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready, set, go. How do you feel about Thomas Wayne being Batman in Earth Two, Ralph? Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, he's in Earth Two, not Earth One, so that means Bruce is dead. So it's all right. Seems oh. logical. Oh, you like Bruce being dead? <laughs> oh, Mike. No, 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 I don't want to hear Kev coming at me. Yo, Ralph, you're dead. <laughs> and something goes over. <laughs> and Mike. No, he's too old. I mean, he's like 60-something years old, literally, in the comic. And I don't want to hear that experimental erectile dysfunction pills are keeping all of his muscles firm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because he is taking some kind of a pill to keep him up and going. That's what I heard. I didn't read it yet. All right. Which cosplay costume do you think will be most popular? Mike. Who? Oh, Star-Lord. Oh, wow. Okay. Ralph? I have to agree. It's either between that and Captain America. I was thinking um, Rocket Raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) Which cosplay costume do you want to see the least at Comic-Con? Ralph. Naruto. If I see any more orange-haired people in that orange jumpsuit, I'm going to kill myself. Uh Who was it? Blonde hair. Naruto is the anime character. Uh, Oh, oh, I knew you were Okay, it's time's up. We're going to keep going. Mike? Uh, The cosplay costume I want to see least. 
Dr. Manhattan, unless whoever it is is able to do that floating dick thing. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it's just a creepy costume. (laughs) Dr. Manhattan. Wow. Okay. You didn't think about that, did you? Not at all. Not at all. I'm trying to think last year, what was the costume we saw a lot of? Precious Storm. Oh, <laughs> we saw a lot of that costume. <laughs> there was a lot of that costume. <laughs> poor, poor fat people. Okay, and last but not. What did she buy that by the tarmac roll? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there you go. Mike was a little bit overboard there, guy. <laughs> by the tarmac roll. <laughs> wow. Okay. If you had a choice of selecting one of these four heroes on your team. I'm sorry, for your team, who would you choose? Beast Boy, Plastic Man, Deadpool, or Morph from the X-Men animated series? Ralph. I think Plastic Man. He'd be more fun. Plastic Man be more fun? Yeah. Of course you'd say that. Uh, <laughs> uh. Mike. All right, Beast Boy's sneaky transformations into bright green animals is useless. Uh-huh. I've never understood that. Plastic Man's corset costume is disturbing. <laughs> Deadpool's the most annoying and untrustworthy character to have on any team. <laughs> so at least Morph by default and because he can shapeshift into any minority needed to fit any mandated profiling. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you got anybody black there? Yep. How about Chinese? Yep. <laughs> How about black Chinese and a woman? Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Once again, proof that Marvel is ahead of the curve when it comes to race relations versus DC. Yep. <laughs> and uh, speaking of a curve, this is the end of our curve for this week. So for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square Ralph the Tech, this is the Cap saying keep it geeky and Comic Con is a couple of days away. What's going to be your costume? I know what mine's going to be. Nothing. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> 